Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Ben. I hope you're having a wonderful day today, and I am glad that you have chosen our podcast to practice social distancing. We are here for you five days a week, and then we've got the Fifth Hour podcast to cover you all weekend long. So really, we have you covered seven days a week on the different various podcasts that we have. Coming up on today's edition of the big radio program, we examine the chances that hockey or the NBA will play quarantine games to finish the season in the boondocks. We take a look at that. We had the Power Hour. Sean the Hood guy stopped by to regale us with stories of his younger days when he was running amok around the mean streets of Los Angeles. He's a Maller Militia P1. And Lamar Jackson, he thinks that Michael Vick is a Hall of Famer. We 
disagree. I make my argument why Vic is not a Hall of Famer. We also take a look at a baseball proposal to play some games starting in the month of May. How feasible is that? And Tom Brady is still saying goodbye to the Patriots three weeks after he agreed to a deal with the Buccaneers. He also took some not-so-subtle shots at the Patriots on his way out of Foxborough. We take a look at that as well. It's all coming your way today. Have a great day whenever you listen to the podcast, and here it is. Everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got a plan. Will any of these actually work out? Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Here we are, all brought together by the radio show in a, a unique time. And uh, the the story in baseball, we're going to get to this later, but baseball attempting a version of the Scott Boras plan, or at least that's the chatter that they are in the process or process of working out a way to play games in May, which is, hey, that's next month. I don't know if you know about that. That's next month. Uh, we'll see if it actually happens or not. It's being chatted about that beginning sometime in May, the uh, teams in baseball would all assemble. They would form Voltron in Arizona, and we'll see how that goes. And they won't be playing at uh, the normal venues. I mean, there's only one major league stadium in Arizona, the Diamondback Stadium, Chase Field. Uh, but they would play games uh, at spring training facilities. So that's the talk in baseball as we continue to wait for the other sports as well and just kind of plan the waiting game here. And uh, la, 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 la. When we can resume normal activities, it's looking like, even though baseball's saying May, I'll, I'll, I'd like that to be the case, but I am realistic that it will probably be later than that. But if it happens in May, well, that's great. I'm all for it. But I'm thinking we're at least a couple months away from our little vacuum of the sports world to come back. But it is a million-dollar question. Now, over the weekend, President Trump sounded optimistic. He had a conference call with all these big wigs from different sports leagues and seemed optimistic that sports would come back. Certainly the NFL in particular in September, that by September the NFL will be able to play. Uh, the pessimists out there, the doomsday crowd is like, no, 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 this is it. This is going to be the way it is the rest of our lives. Settle in, boys, because it's not going to change. Now, I am ironically a big pessimist most of the time, but I am not uh, drinking the Kool-Aid that they are serving up. Well, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association, says he is going to wait until at least May and then at some point in May, he will determine whether or not to resume the basketball season. Adam Silver saying it is too difficult to project what's going to happen next. The The normal regular season was supposed to end April 15th, and today's our April 7th show. So there should be a little over a week to go in the regular season, and the playoffs are going to begin on April 18th. And we know that there's nothing normal, nothing normal about 2020. So what about hockey? What about hockey? Well, now that that to me that's more interesting. What, what's going on in hockey is we, we're told the NHL is weighing various scenarios 
to finish the suspended season. Now, baseball is considering going to the Grand Canyon State and hanging out and playing at all those spring training facilities, the 10 Phoenix area spring training facilities, and in even other stadiums that aren't even spring training facilities because it doesn't matter if there's no fans that are allowed to attend, you can play you can play some wild same. You play uh, not just I'm talking not just minor league uh, practice fields, high school stadiums, who the hell cares? Doesn't matter. There's no fans that are going to be there. Make it interesting. Crank it up. I'm sure there's some wild high school baseball fields in the state of Arizona, in the Phoenix area, you can find out about. But as far as hockey is concerned, the reason I think hockey is more interesting, we are told that the NHL, one of the plans that they are weighing, this comes out of Sportsnet out of Canada, they tell us that the league is tossing around the idea of finishing the regular season and the postseason in isolation, but completely off the grid. We're talking Grand Forks, North Dakota has been mentioned. The University of North Dakota Arena is said to be one of the locations the NHL is considering. Also, Manchester, but not that Manchester. Manchester, New Hampshire is said to be in play as well, among some other other, uh, locations. So uh, let us discuss the question. It's very simple here. What are the odds? Well, forget baseball, because baseball, we've talked a lot about that in recent days. And this latest report is just a continuation of the same story that's been going around. So let's focus on hockey and basketball for the purposes of this Maller monologue. What are the odds that the NHL and the NBA resume games without fans and finish their season? Because they only have a little time left, right? There's only a limited amount of time left in the regular season in those sports. Hockey was about done, and the playoffs were about to start. Now, I'm going to set the odds for hockey. I believe that's plus 200 that we see hockey. Basketball, I think it's only plus 900. And if you're not a degenerate gambler, that implies that for hockey, there's about a 33% chance that this isolation plan plays out. And in basketball, I think there's only a 10% chance that basketball would go forward in an isolation situation. Now, I've got my thoughts here. Ace card, Dick Stockton, and temperature. And we will lock all these things together, and we will make a blueberry pie. I've never had a blueberry pie, but I have seen them before. I've never actually had one. All right, Now, A, from the business side of this, which is really all we're talking about, uh, the financial blow to these individual sports would be humongous. Now, there's a bunch of businesses that are taking body blows, body blows because of this, and people are losing their jobs and all that, but we're focused on sports. But the, the big money maker is obviously the postseason in these sports leagues. You don't have to be some kind of business guru to know that. It's clear that the belief is hockey is, is in more dire straits. They have more to lose if the games don't resume. Now, that doesn't mean that basketball is not going to be in a tough spot and they're not going to be in a pickle, but hockey, if you look at the economics of hockey, Gary Bettman knows the numbers and the the television partners, if they are able to, they will stop paying the rest of those contracts, or at least a portion of those contracts become prorated for the hockey TV. Bettman also has a hidden advantage here. And, and that's the difference to me between hockey and basketball. And, and maybe I'll be proven incorrect here, but the advantage that hockey appears to have, the ace card up their sleeve, is the hockey players are more willing 
to do whatever it takes. And while they all make gobs of money, it's not like there's a poor person playing in the National Hockey League. The NBA money is different money, right? It's it's kind of like buying an apartment in a nice part of town and then buying a mansion on top of the hill. That That's the difference here. And so it would appear that the hockey players are more agreeable, at least based on what I have seen, and more willing to be accommodating to what would be a very bizarre situation, uh, living in the backwoods for a couple of months and living in a bubble away from your loved ones, and that would be a pretty decent amount of sacrifice in, in, you know, in context, of course. But if you look at the arithmetic, in the difference between pay in hockey and in basketball, in all of the NHL, you know how many players are making $10 million or more? Uh, the, the National Hockey, there are, thir- there are 14 players total that are making $10 million or more. That's it, in the entire NHL this season. In basketball, how many players are making $10 million or more in the NBA? The answer You got an answer? 119 players. So you go from 14 to 119. The NBA alone has 24 players that are making $30 million or more a season. Paul Millsap is a $30 million a player for the Denver Nuggets. Pretty good player, but $30 million a year. Come on. Gordon Hayward, who's been stealing money from the Celtics since he got hurt, uh, he's also in that $30 million club. But the the more money you have, this is simple. Right, the more money you have, the less likely you are to be willing to live in the hinterlands, even if it's only for a brief period of time. It's the simple Maller math, right? For hockey, the more of the season that can be salvaged, the larger and the bigger impact that would have for the players. You talk about the future salary cap. You also talk about revenue and and all of that stuff that's all put into a big bag together. Now, part B of this, the issue with playing games in the boondocks, which is being talked about, the particulars of this, now that's where the problem is, right? For a lot of people, they say this can't happen. You have to find accommodations for these guys. It's a logistical nightmare. And just looking at hockey, it's not just the place to stay. You also have to find food. You have to do transportation to and from the games. You have to provide security. You have to bring in the TV crews. Um, Those are the nuts and bolts of this. In the NHL, they are doing their due diligence right now, just like baseball is and in hot in basketball also. They're all doing the same thing. Uh, but the idea that it's impossible, it's not impossible. I and this is one thing that bothers me for all these sports, you know, basketball, baseball, and and hockey. I think basketball is not as likely. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm wrong on that. Um, but either way, th- th- there's people that oh, you can't do it. It's not gonna, there's no way you can do it. So many people have this defeatist attitude. On this subject, you are pathetic. All right, if you're one of these people, you're pathetic. It, it's too hard. I can't do it. What a loser's attitude. You, you, people make me want to puke. Right? I've always believed there's there's a will, there's a way. And this is dopey sports. Well, it doesn't matter. They should just shut it down. But you can't predict good or bad what's going to happen a month from now. You can't predict. Good or bad, 100%, what's going to happen? Most predictions fail. Most experts, they've done studies on this. Most experts do worse than just random chance, right? That you could get some, go to the zoo and get some animal in a zoo and have the zoo go over 
and have a couple of options, and the animal in the zoo will be just as good as any so-called expert. Predictions more than a few months out are just flaky. They just don't they don't work very well. And as my guy Dick Stockton taught me, the iconic voice of the NFL on Fox, he does like the eighth game or the seventh game or whatever it is. Uh, but stats tell you what has happened. They don't necessarily tell you what's actually going to happen going forward. So if the powers that be are motivated enough to bring, in this case, hockey back in a neutral environment, if they get support from the political world and they get approval from the health people that, yeah, you can give it a, give it a go, if you file these guidelines, then sure, head off to uh, barnstorming. It wouldn't even be barnstorming because you wouldn't be trying to get people to watch you play in those locations. But go to North Dakota, go to New Hampshire, and uh, why stop there? Is there any hockey rinks in Wyoming? Why not find somewhere in Wyoming and put a hockey rink there? And boom, uh, you're on your way. And, and hockey's got the advantage. Unlike basketball, where there's only one NBA team in Canada, the Raptors, but you look at hockey, you got all of Canada. You got you can go out, go to the boondocks in Nova Scotia or Newfoundland and uh, and go out there, right? Right at the end of the road in North America. And you got to think outside the box, right? You got to try to be imaginative if you're going to give it a go here. Last word here. I want to go back to the NBA. So I hope I'm wrong about the NBA. I would love to see the season resume uh, for, for obviously selfish reasons. Selfish reasons being a sports gas bag. But it would be good not only for business, but I think for the sports fans' morale. I'm not going to sit here and say that bringing sports back is going to make everyone feel better because I don't believe that to be true. A lot of people don't care about sports, and they're just not sports people like us. But for those that do care about sports, it would be wonderful. And at this time, taking the temperature of the room, I just don't see the players being flexible enough to, to go follow the model and the setup. Uh, where there's plenty of arenas, but are they worthy of you know an NBA game even without fans? That's a problem. Baseball's got a, an advantage because of spring training in Arizona. If they wanted to go to Florida and do that as well, uh, that would also be an option. But it, it's it's going to be impossible for the NBA to do it unless the players are on board. And uh, some of the players have said they're, they'd be cooperative and they'd be willing to, to do it, but I've also seen players that are... Uh, not not as all in on that. And another reason for me to want the NBA to come back with no fans is because the Clippers are the perfect team for quarantine basketball, right? That is a team that was made for some... No, seriously. No, 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 you're laughing at me. But they're, they're made for some dusty, unoccupied gym. No fans, no problem. Kawhi Leonard's a robot. The guy bleeds antifreeze. He doesn't need to feed off the energy of the fans. The Clippers would follow their silent superstar, swashbuckling their way through this Fugazi setup to win an NBA championship. So if, you, if you're somebody that doesn't want to see the Clippers win, you should hope there's no NBA season. Because the claw to see uh, Kawhi Leonard, Right, and, and and you compare him to any other like LeBron James. LeBron LeBron James is a flamboyant show pony. He is a self-absorbed drama queen. He would be miserable playing in gyms without crowds. Right, all that BS stuff that he does, and all the gyrations with the officials, and all that, it, it would look so stupid when there's no fans reacting to it. But Kawhi Leonard would thrive in an unoccupied situation. Playing in a lifeless, sterilized arena 
off the beaten path would give the Clippers a huge competitive advantage over every other team in the NBA because I can't think of another player like Kawhi Leonard who does not need the crowd. I mean, there were some guys on the Spurs back in the day that were boring like like Duncan and guys like that, but in the today's NBA, I, I can't think of any. I don't think any other than Kawhi. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to be part of the program, we're going to have a special hour next hour, the Power Hour with Sean the Hood Guy, Tales from the Hood. Sean's a relatively newer member of the Maller Militia. He's been around for a couple of years, and he will check in with us. Uh, that'll be next hour, so we look forward to that. We'll take your calls up until then, and then in that hour as well, 877-99 on Fox as we keep your company in the overnight, we'll say hello to the crew, and we have some new music. It's not the Killer Bees, it's the Bee Gees, kind of. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. 
I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. There is nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. It's so big, I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, Ernie the Great Opiner, who has many attackers. We have the entire Sesame Street lineup that have started parody accounts to goof on Ernie. But Ernie the Great Opiner says, Ben, what crystal ball have all these sports leaders been looking at to guarantee we will all be back to normal soon? Uh, well, uh, let's start with that, Ernie. Uh, there, there is no crystal ball, but it, it's not even normal. I mean, if they're playing baseball games in spring training in 10 stadiums, that have no fans. That's not normal. That's abnormal. But it's closer to normal for us watching games and having something to appease the masses, the opiate of the masses. Ernie also says the NBA can take a page from the UFC and play on Gilligan's Island. And hockey could play in Antarctica because the virus rate is next to zero there. That's a great idea, Ernie. I'm sure they will consider that. Uh, why not? Joe in San Antonio, who is becoming a raging alcoholic, it would appear, in the overnight hours here. He's uh, very upset with the Mala monologue there. He says, sports are done for the year, according to Joe in San Antonio. But Billy, Billy's excited. He's, he says he's looking forward to baseball possibly taking place in May. That he's excited about that, that that could be the case. All right, let's go to the phones, and uh, let's see here. Where shall we go? Let's say hello to Anthony in Anaheim. Hello, Anthony. Benny, Benny, what's going on, my man? Hey, I'm bloviating that, into the night air, Anthony. That's what I'm doing on a nightly basis. That hour with Doc Mike was unbelievable. The po- If you haven't heard the podcast version of that, you definitely need to get on that. Uh, that was some of the funniest stuff I ever heard. Well, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate that. It was not for everyone, but we did have a poll up, and I understand that most people, the majority, liked it, and uh, that's good. So we'll, maybe we'll have him on again, but it'll have to be have to be some time before we put him back in here. But we'll see what happens next hour. We have the Sean the Hood Guy hour. Next hour, Tales from the Hood. I'd love to see a brain scan of uh, Doc Mike. I can't believe he's so passionate about that crap that he says. Well, my favorite part of Doc Mike is when he starts talking about other people being crazy. That's what I love. I, he loses me every time. He's all oh, these other people, they're, 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 they're loonies. You know, and I'm like, well, Doc, look in the mirror, buddy. I love you, man, but look in the mirror. When somebody doesn't believe him, first thing he says is, oh, it's okay. I'll just shoot him with my shotgun. That's a, that's a great response. So you want to hear from your well, that's doctor. a reasonable thing. He was armed and he was armed and dangerous during that entire thing. He was loaded. Yeah. I, I today earlier today I took that uh, COVID nineteen test and uh, they shoved that crazy thing down my nose and uh, they try and tell you to relax as they're they're going back and forth twelve times with this thing down your throat. Uh, yeah. It was pretty unbelievable. I, I I couldn't believe that's how they tested this thing. 
Well, I don't, how else are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to take your blood, your urine? Like, what are you looking you for would here? Think, you would think that you could yeah. take your blood or something like that instead of shoving a foot-long Q-tip down your nose. It's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, I, I, I've, I've not had that yet. I mean, I, I've seen the video on YouTube. It does not look like it's a very enjoyable experience. It's not the something that The best thing is that, is that they tell you to, uh, to relax and to not, to not cough or sneeze as they're sitting there scraping the back of your throat. Yeah. So did they tell you how long it's going to take, Anthony, before they tell you whether you have the coronavirus or not? Two to three days. Oh, that's that's better than before. It was like 10 days, so at least yeah, you only have to wait a couple days. days. But they said, assume that you have it, and then we'll call you and tell you otherwise. All right. We'll stay yeah, inside. We have- Do not leave your house, uh, Anthony. Stay right well, there. Lock either way so you know but we stocked up we took the the maller advice and bought an extra fridge actually and loaded up on costco food that's right there you go just i didn't plan on this happening but i did get the extra extra freezer there just in case all right thank you anthony feel better man there's our buddy anthony in anaheim under the weather let's go to let's go to nick who's in lost wages nevada what's going on nick nick (laughs) almighty Hey, Ben, you have gotten me through. I work with the military, and I've traveled all over. I've had two deployments. I got a knee busted up and had to have my whole leg rebuilt. Listen, used to listen to you when you'd come on at 2 o'clock because it was in the Eastern time zone. And, uh, hell, I took an assignment in Vegas just so I would kick it up at 11 o'clock in the, at night. I didn't have to stay up half the night to listen. But um, you're right about hockey. Uh, the big rush on hockey came about 15 years ago when every damn small town in the West and the Midwest built a hockey rink and got a junior team. And all of the small towns around in the middle of the country, uh, Prescott, Arizona, Boise, Idaho, um, all of these places, Spokane, Washington, all these places have nice junior team league arenas, some of them will hold five, six, seven thousand people. And I played in more than a few of them. They're beautiful. Yeah. And well the good thing, Nick, would, with this with this setup though, as you know, it doesn't matter how many seats they have because no one will be allowed to go. So no, it just exactly. It's just, but yeah. but I mean the the point is they're not they're not dumps. Believe me, I came out to Vegas probably twenty five years ago and skated and there was one dumpy rink on the east side and, uh, you know, you had to lock yourself up in your car to get out of there. Um, <laughs> but it's changed greatly, yeah. and there are nice facilities in almost every town. And yeah, they, no, you, know, this, you don't there, have to go to are, Dallas, but, you don't have to prob- go to Oak City or Denver or big yeah, cities. Yeah. But the problem, Nick, as you know, is that you have to get everyone in, like, the same area. There's got to be a big – it's got to be a, off the beaten path if you're going to do this in hockey – but there's got to be enough rinks in that off-the-beaten-path town that you can hold the number of games. Even if you say you don't finish the regular season, if you say, all right, we're just going to forget the regular season, we're going to whatever those standings were, we're going to come back and we're going to play the playoffs, if that's the case, you still have to have 16, eight venues, or maybe not eight, maybe you play a couple games a day or whatever, but you're going to need more than just two arenas to make that happen. So. Yeah, most of them have a nice arena, and then they have a couple feeder arenas, and you know where the kids can yeah. practice, and those work just as well as a lot of the pros. 
All right, listen, Nick, I want to thank you for your loyalty. That's very kind of you there, and I hope life's treating you well in Vegas. So, thank you. All right, uh, there's Nick. In, uh, look, look at that guy. He wanted the time zone advantage of the superiority of being in the Pacific time zone to listen to the show. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And we had a uh, football Hall of Famer pass away yesterday. Unfortunately, we had a baseball Hall of Famer pass away on Monday, and that would be Al Kaline, a Hall of Famer and Detroit Tigers legend, passing away at the age of 85, had more games played and hit more home runs than any player in the history of the Detroit Tigers. So Al Kaline, dead at the age of 85. Mr. Tiger, right? That was his nickname. Mr. Tiger came right out of high school, didn't he? And, and right to the to the major leagues. He started when he was a kid, right, with the Tigers. And that's twenty two seasons with the Tigers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about the coming right out of high school. And I, I mean, I've never heard the Mr. Tiger thing, but I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, like I yeah, said, more Mr. Tiger, more home runs, more games played. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. All right, so let's do. Uh, here's a fun little exercise. Now, I I know when I worked in San Diego, Tony Gwynn was Mr. Padre. For sure. And Al, Al Kaline, Mr. Tiger, who does every team have a Mr. Blank? You know, like you fill in the team name at the Ernie end. Ernie Banks. Like, Ernie Banks is Mr. Cub, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Cub. There's another one. Who would be Mr. Dodger? Like Tommy Lasorda, maybe? Like Mr. Dodger, Lasorda? Uh, yeah. yeah no. I mean, he played for him. He managed him forever. That's not a bad one. Sandy Who's Koufax, Mr. maybe. Maybe Sandy, maybe Sandy Koufax. Koufax. Yeah. Who's Mr. Red Sox? Would it be Johnny Pesky? Pesky's poll at Fenway? Would that be Mr. Red Sox? Or well, there's Ted, definitely Ted a Mr. Williams Met. Ted Williams. <laughs> Mr. Met. Well, we do have a Mr. Met. That's right. Yeah. Well, Mr. Met's more famous than anybody's ever played for the Mets. So <laughs> well, Ted Williams uh, wasn't really true. liked in Boston, right? What's that? Ted, Ted Williams, Williams wasn't really liked in Boston. Nah, by the media. Yeah, I don't know. The fan, it was like a love-hate thing. There have been a bunch. Hey, there's a bunch of documentaries, Roberto, you can catch up on. Yeah, I know. I, I saw one on, on Netflix. I didn't know uh, Ted Williams was Mexican. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> Roberto Greatest Clemente, Mexican Mr. Pirate of all time, Ted Williams. Right yeah, there. I, I would, go. I would go with Clemente for the yeah. Pirates. Anyway, but. but did any? Wait, oh, but is this list radio? Have we, that? have we wandered into list oh, radio? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just curious. Now we stumbled into it, Eddie, and this will be. We're going to put the kibosh on this right now. Okay. I was just curious because I saw the. I was, I was reading some of the obits on Al Kaline, and they were like, he's Mr. Tiger, and he, they told, they talked about his story coming up. As a kid, and he, you know, he played for the Tigers for all those years and all the All Star games and all that crap. So yeah, they, they give the whole story. So <laughs> anyway, all right, uh, thank you for that. It is the Ben Maller Show as we press on here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quotes so i i'm enjoying these parody songs that listeners have been sending in some of them are already made actually made by listeners uh which is which is pretty good uh last night we mentioned jay scoop and uh, josh did a wonderful job a collaborative effort a couple of Maller militia generals who cooked up that song that was great well we have this one now this was sent in by christy in louisville Kentucky, it is not her song. She found it on the internet, and she wanted us to play it. And so I said, this is pretty good. And without further ado, it's a Bee Gees. Remember the Bee Gees back in the day, a classic group from a million years ago. And this is a parody. It's a coronavirus parody song, and here's how it sounds.
mais nome. Bad, that's pretty good, right? You a big Bee Gees fan back in the day, Eddie? You a big Bee Gees guy? No? Not really. No. All right. Didn't have the bell bottoms going and that whole thing. Uh, that's called Staying Inside. It is obviously a Bee Gees parody song. And uh, I looked, they have a little video up. And I guess everyone in the band, at least they, the way they made it seem, they were all in different locations. And they all were, that was a collaborative effort for that. But that was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good as we press on. Let's go back to the phones and let's say hello to Ethan in Akron, Ohio, LeBron James' hometown. Hello, Ethan. What's going on? You're on Fox. Hey, Big Ben Maller. Great to talk to you as always. Uh, as, a fo- as a fellow recovering fat guy, I love that uh, you fast. I do the same thing. Definitely, definitely a good way to go about uh, cutting some LBs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's great. It's a good way to lose weight. And also in these times where you, it's hard to get to the store and get food because everyone's hoarding food, at least where I am, you don't have to worry about it as much because if you go every other day, it's, you're in pretty good shape. So. The only other, the only thing that, that's rough about it is, is the drinking. You know, I, I, I only eat between like 12 and 6, so I have to like stop drinking after 6. So I'm going to take it really seriously. and uh, That's no good. Well, you don't have to stop. No, no, no. Hold on a sec here. You can drink water. Like water has well, no, no, no calories. Booze. Drink water. I don't want to drink water. Drink water you don't all drink day. Drink water. No, I drink water all day. What I'm saying is, after six o'clock, I'd like to have a little, little adult beverage. You know, join join the Mallard Militia and uh, our little group drinking here. It seems like it's becoming. Uh, no, no, I got you. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the booze, the calories add up, man. Those liquid calories that'll uh, that'll empty calories will kill you in more ways than one. Every once in a while, you got to live life, Ethan. Right? You got to go out there and enjoy life, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, I've done plenty of that. Done plenty of that. But I want to talk to you about the sports coming back. So here's what has to happen, right? All the owners have to work together, and I think maybe they should take after Dana White. He's got himself an own island, his own island, apparently, uh, and and he's going to run some MMA shows from there. So uh, I, th- I think the sports need to go on location like that. Maybe they all come together and buy an island. I was doing some research while I was on hold. There's an island in Thailand available for like $160 billion. So maybe if we all chip in, we can get it and uh, start running the sports <laughs> league. Maybe you have uh, some sort of urine therapy there as well on the island. 
you could start like a GoFundMe page, and they could they could buy the. Aren't there there are islands you can get that are cheaper than that, right? There's so many islands in like the Bahamas, aren't there? You can get some for a couple million bucks, right? There's rich guys that own islands all over the place. There's plenty of islands available. If you want to get an island, you can get an island. You gotta have money, but you can get an island. It's not a billion dollars. You can buy an island right now. In fact, there was a a couple years ago. I was I was effing around on the internet, and there was like an island for sale website that you could check out, and they had like all the the different islands that were uh, available that you could buy. There were a bunch of them. So we need to, anyway, we need to right, get one. Uh, I would like to buy an I would like to buy an island. Yeah, uh, I'm, I just googled it here. There's a bunch of uh, websites that came up. Private islands, a luxury real estate. There's a private island website that's listed them all right there. Uh, right here, I got an island in the Bahamas, $29 million. Bam, done. $29 million, you get your own island in the Bahamas. I $18 million, there's another island in the Bahamas. There's an island off the coast of Canada for $18.5 million. Done. Right there. All right, thank you, Ethan. Man, great. Is that, there's like five different pages. That's more than five pages of island. Most of them are in the Bahamas or off the coast of Canada. There's one, how about this? There's one in, in New Zealand. Just off the coast of Auckland, New Zealand, there's an island, although you have to request the price. That's the problem. You have to ask for the price, which tells you that's uh, not that much. Or it's too much, actually. I should say it's too much. Uh, there's uh, What are we doing here? Uh, Panama. You can buy an island in Panama for $4.5 million. Done. In Panama. You live right near the Panama Canal. How great would that be? All right, so the NFL has a bunch of players that are supposed to get playoff, not playoff, but off-season bonuses, workout bonuses, and that's usually to attend, you know, workouts. But the NFL has decided that they're dealing with things a little bit differently here. It'll be video gold. We are told the league is trying to create an online process that would allow players who have off-season workout bonuses in their contracts to earn those bonuses even though they're not able to work out at team facilities. So what is it? To quote Warner Wolf, let's go to the videotape. Uh, the NFL, in theory here, would implement a universal system for the bonuses of some teams uh, so they don't have more rigorous standards than other teams during the, the pandemic. And essentially, the way I read the story is that they're just going to base this off video, that the the guys are going to do video to show that they're actually working out in their homes, and that'll be enough. That That's it. The, the, the Some of the players, uh, according to Pro Football Talk, they want some NFL teams want the players to wear heart monitors, and they want to work out on video conference. Other people say just, just have a universal system where you just record the video. Well, this is bad because you know, let me tell you something. One of my pet peeves is like when J.J. Watt randomly post a video of him working out and I always get an, I was like what are you what are you what a douchebag move but now you kind of have to do this if, if if there's like workout bonuses on the line you have to do it all right it is the Ben Maller show on Fox there you go that's my heart monitor right there I'm still alive uh here's the who am I game uh, this is where I pretend to be somebody else and you have to figure out who I am we'll go to baseball and who am I Myself and David Ortiz are the only players in baseball history to hit at least 30 home runs in their final big league season. Again, it's only happened twice in baseball history. Myself and David Ortiz, the only players in major league history to have at least 30 home runs in their final big league season. Me and Ortiz, who am I? The answer next. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Raccoons, skunks, porcupines, and owls are all nocturnal, but none of them can support our show on social media, so we need your help. Go to facebook.com slash Show and on Instagram, Go to at Ben Maller on Fox and you can contribute to weekly content and features such as Ask Ben, Lame Jokes, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Will writes in from Pennsylvania says, When I think of the Bee Gees staying alive, I think of the movie Airplane because the song was featured in the movie. Rob says, I'd sing as high as Barry Gibb too if my nuts were squeezed into some polyester bell bottoms. So Rob in Des Moines. Tim is enjoying the show. He says the show's actually better now with no sports. There you go. Uh, okay. See, there you go. We don't need sports. A real Martin, <laughs> real Martin at the airport in Denver says that, uh, hey, Ben, Jeffrey Epstein had his own island, Ben. There you go. Thank you. It's exactly. They should, well, he's not around anymore. What happened to his island? He's dead. So maybe they can use the island there. They're, the NBA can all bunker down on an island out there in the Bahamas. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else. It is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. And here is, if you're late to the party, here is the question. What is the answer? Uh, Myself and David Ortiz, the only players in baseball history to have hit at least 30 home runs in our final big league seasons who am I? That is the question. What is the answer? Matthew is going with Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, Tim says Carl Yastrzemski is the answer. Scott going with Roger Goodell's empty toilet paper roll. Uh, Will and several other people said Al Kaline is the answer. Adam's going with Frank Thomas. Benny Travolta, guessed by Terry in England. Sean in Arizona says Ozzie Smith did it all left-handed. It's a great answer. Bake McBride from Jeff. That's his answer. Who else do we have? The Real Martin says, your man crush, Ernie the Great Opiner. Everyone's so jealous of Ernie's celebrity. Although I agree with Bert, the the Great Opiner. Uh, Ernie's math was a little off in, in one of his tweets earlier. Chris says, Tim Salmon. Uh, who else do we have? Johnny Q says, Barry Bonds. Winston Churchill from the Scorpio Niner. Uh, Mr. Junior Cub, uh, well, that's right, Kenneth got it right. Bad job by you, Kenneth. Rusev, guest by Troy in Seattle. Steve Sachs from Joe in San Antonio. What's the answer, Eddie, please? Pretty sure the answer answer is Tim Tuffle. The great, is it Tim Tuffle? Is that the correct, no. Correct answer. Dave Kingman with the Athletics in 1986. He had 35 home runs. Kingman and Big Poppy. David Ortiz. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hang in with a Maller Militia star caller. We're about to do that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And if things hadn't gone sideways, upside down, and we hadn't had the turbulence that we're all living through right now in current times, then what would have been going on right about now on the Ben Maller Show? We would have been discussing the championship game in men's college basketball because that was supposed to have been played. It was scheduled for Monday night, the final basketball game of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. The 2020 season was going to come to an end and the Dayton Flyers were going to win the championship and uh, and Dick and Dayton was going to be regaled on this show as uh, being the great Dayton Flyers fan, the only Dayton Flyers fan that we know. Uh, but none of that's going to happen. We don't have to worry about doing a marginal college basketball monologue. Don't have to worry about that at all. Uh, we, we didn't Need to watch one shining moment. There was no one shining moment. That did not take place uh, at all either. Uh, so as we try to settle in here on the Ben Maller Show for the next month or so, and 
probably longer than that. Uh, we're trying some new things. We're throwing some spaghetti against the wall. This is day 28 since the industrial complex of sports hit the pause button. And so we wait for the all clear sign. We wait for the okay from the science medical community, from the political world and all that regarding the coronavirus, uh, the the. Opti- I, don't, I don't want to be too optimistic, but it seems that there's some optimism that things are getting slowly. They're getting better, but it's going to be a a methodical process and all that. So we have a lot of talk radio real estate here to fill, and we are treating this like a weird science lab is what we're doing. In a previous episode, we had Doc Mike from Chicago on for a full hour. You got the Doc uh, locked and loaded. Doc was in here schmoozing and uh it was it was wild it was crazy he regaled us with stories about urine therapy it was a uh, interesting hour of talk radio not for everybody you know some of the some of the old guard didn't like that they they don't like doc mike stickela they like their normal sports radio the thing that's empowering about doing these power hours with different callers to the show is that you can't say hey you should be talking about sports because there's no sports there's no sports to talk about. See, I can't be criticized in that. That's like the one big criticism is always, well, you should stick to sports. Well, there's no sport. There's no sports to stick to, so you can't be calling up with that complaint. Uh, and we put a survey up, uh, power, pulse of the people, power of the people there on the Twitter feed, and over 60% of people said they either loved it. Doc's crazy, but they loved it. They wanted an encore uh, and they just enjoyed the hour. So you know, 62% out of those that responded and hundreds of people voted said they enjoyed the Doc Mike hour. So with that as the backdrop, we are now cranking it up a couple of notches. We go from urine therapy guy yesterday to Sean the Hood guy today. Now, Sean, as he's seen and done it all, or at least he tells us he has seen and done it all growing up the mean streets of Southern California and I want to clarify, though, before we put Sean on here, that he has told us he's cleaned up. He's a hardworking family guy now. But back in his younger days, he lived a life of debauchery. He lived a life of excess. And he picked up some amazing stories along the way. He's told some crazy stories on our show over the past uh, probably couple of years, I guess. Now time just flies by. My favorite Sean the Hood guy story is when he successfully ran away from police he was a young guy and he had handcuffs on and he regaled us with the story of how he had to go to a relative's house and he knew somebody that could cut off the handcuffs which imagine calling up a relative and saying hey i i got some handcuffs you got a way to get them off i mean anyway so uh without further ado we welcome in to the show a longtime caller our friend Sean, the hood guy. Who, when I say long-time caller, how long have you been calling the, the, the show, Sean? How many years have you been calling us? Man, I've been calling ever since you was doing Friday and Saturday nights, man. That's a long time. That's going yeah. way back. That's Yeah, many, many years. All right. Well, Sean, listen, I'm excited for this hour. We're going to take a lot of calls, right? People are going to be calling up, ranting and raving. They're going to ask you questions. You can ask questions on Twitter and, and whatnot. So you were out of town. You went to Arizona. Is that right, Sean? You were away at the end of last week? Yeah, man, I went down there to move my son, and uh, long little drive, man. The only thing that was hurting was my butt, man, from doing all that sitting and driving. But uh, I got through it, got him there, and 
came on back, and I told you, you know, I'm dedicated to the show, man. I told you I, when I come back, I get down with you, and here I am, man. All right. Well, very good, Sean. I'm excited about that. And can you, for those that didn't hear the story, I love hearing you tell the story of how you, you had to go to the, to the relative's house, the handcuffs. How many years ago was this, Sean, roughly? This happened maybe, let's see, maybe like 90, 98, 97, 98, something like that. Okay, so late 90s, yeah. you're out about, you end up in a tough spot, you're handcuffed, and you get away. And then who did, whose house did you go to? You had like an uncle or something, is that right? Yeah, I ran to my uncle's house, man. You know, like I told you before, my uncle... He's he's like a street guy too, you know what I'm saying? He kind of approved all he kind of approved all the stuff I did, but he did laugh at a couple of times the stuff that I did do. You know, he was a street pharmacist, he was a street guy, so he understood. He was from the hood too, so he didn't he didn't really bother too mind much because, like I told you, he just he laughed about it, but then he took him off with the bow cutters, you know what I'm saying? So it was all good, man. Yeah. All right. And how now? Do you still live in the same area, Sean? Have you moved out of where you grew up? Are you still in the same part of town? Where are you at right now? now I'm in, I'm still in South Central, but I don't live in that area though. But I, you know, because I got kids now, and I don't want my kids to grow up in a bad area, bad environment. So where I'm at now, ain't none of that, ain't none of that street stuff going on. So you know, when you live through that life, man, and had that kind of life, you don't want that life for your kids, and um, you don't show them that. So you know, I try to keep them away from that lifestyle. I got you. And and what are you going to do, Sean, as someone that lived that life? Like if your kids start acting up and you kind of see the signs, like they're going to, they're going to the wrong part of town there and they're hanging out with the wrong people, like what do you do there? What's your move going to be? Hey, you got to check them, man. Put them in their place and tell them, man, that ain't the life, man. You know, you, once you get in and out of jail, you start seeing all your friends in cells getting double life and never getting back on the streets again. They, they will understand, man. That's why... You know, some of my little trips to the county jail, I seen a lot of my friends was telling me, you know, they'll see me next lifetime because they'll never see the streets again because they had double life for murder and, you know, just stuff like that, man. And you don't want to be caged up your whole life like an animal, man. And, and I tell everybody, that county jail, that's not the spot. So if my kids try to decide, I see their friends right now to this day, and, you know, their friends is kind of cool. All these kids kind of, some of them kind of nerds because of computers and games and stuff, so... Basically, right now, they just be on video games and on the phone with their friends. They're not leading into that life because I already, you know, told them little stories about what I went through, and I don't want them to see that. You know, I don't want them to go through that life. Yeah, I wonder, is it, I wonder if it's harder to recruit now because of video games and stuff. Like, everyone's playing video games and all that. I mean, guys are – young guys, a lot of young guys are lazy right now, Sean. They don't want to go outside at all. They just want to sit on their computer and play video games or be on their phone all the time. you you got to have some dedication to be part of that lifestyle, right, when you're a young guy like that? Yeah, but, see, you know, times – it's different eras we live in. Like, the era I lived in, I'm 40. I'm going on 49, but the era I lived in, we had to go to the arcade and spend quarters. You know what I'm saying? And – we had to get out the house because there wasn't nothing going on in the house. We didn't have video games. Atari was sucking. We, you know, in television and all that stuff. Them wasn't good games. We had to go to arcade, get out the house. I was out the house by 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the streets at 7 o'clock in the morning going to the arcade or playing football in the streets. These kids not doing that no more. They live a whole different lifestyle because all this technology that's going on. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's, it's the power hour. Our buddy Sean, the hood guy from L.A., is hanging out with us. We're going to take some phone calls throughout the uh, hour, the better part of an hour, Sean. And if you want to be part, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can also send some questions in, and you can do that on my Twitter feed, at Ben Mallory. Do you have like a warm-up 
story here, Sean? Is there something you've been saving for this hour that you want to share with us? <laughs> yeah, I hit y'all with one, man. This this happened like maybe I was in the first grade, man. See, I'm going to start at the beginning of my life how I learned this hood stuff, man. You know, being from the hood and all that. But this is where I learned it from. Okay, this happened maybe in the 70s. And uh, my, I was living with family members. And um, my uncle, I had my auntie was married to a man that was, you know, kind of, he was my uncle. He was my step-uncle. He was my auntie's husband. And uh, this guy was always, you know, he would do construction. Now, this guy was making $11, $12 an hour in the 70s. So, you know, he was making some good money. But, see, his thing was he liked to drink, go hang out at the bars and buy rounds for everybody. So on this particular night, my auntie was looking for him because it was on a Friday night. He didn't come home. My auntie looking for him because, you know, the rent was due, and she knew he got his check. So she was pacing the floor, peeping out the window, like, where is he at? He ain't came here yet. It got about 10, 11 o'clock at night, and she was, she was still waiting on him. So she comes in the room, and she tells my mom, my mom, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? My mom been gone for about six years now, but she comes in the room and tells my mom, like, uh, I need y'all to do something for me. And she goes in the other room, and she gets her second oldest daughter that's kind of like what my mom age. So she tells them, y'all put y'all jacket on, I need y'all to go somewhere with me. So we get in the car, I put my jacket on, I get in the car with them. They, got, they drive down to the bar, right? Yeah. So they, they go to the bar and they see my uncle truck in front of the bar. So they pull around the alley and they see him, in the, they see him sitting at the bar, drink, you know, drunk, hanging out, this, this and that. So she tells my mom and her daughter to get out of there and go and get him. So when they go out the car, we parked in the alley. They goes in the, in, the, in the bar to get him. My mom and my cousin start beating him up in the bar. <laughs> so when they beat him up in the bar, they drag him out the back of the, in the back of the bar and have him in the alley. And they still beating him up, kicking him and doing everything because he didn't come home with the rent money that, you know what I'm saying, he had just got his check from because he was too busy spending, spending on rounds with people in the bar. Now, ain't nothing worse getting dragged and beat up by two girls, you know what I'm saying, being dragged yeah. in the back of a, in, in the bar. So... They beat him up so bad that they had to push him in the car, and then my mom got in his truck and drove the truck home, and they pushed him in the car with us and uh, brought him home, and then, and then he, she got her rent money. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he got his ass kicked, and she got her rent money. All right, uh, Sean, stay right there. We're going to hang out. We'll hear some more stories from Sean, and we'll take your phone calls. 877-99 on Fox. And uh, yeah, going down, have a couple pops at the bar, you get your ass kicked by a couple of women, and then you get dragged into a car in the uh, in the alleyway. That's a good time, good time. All right, well, it's the uh, the power hour. Sean the Hood guy. We'll keep it going. We'll get to it, and we will do it next. All right, and here come the special balls. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Otani! And live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, we're hanging out. Sean the Hood Guy. It's the Power Hour Tales from the Hood with our longtime caller, Sean. And I, I want you to know, Sean, that you're getting positive reviews here. And not everyone loves you. Some people are upset that you're on. But the Oregon Duck Guy says just a few minutes in, and Sean the Hood Guy, Power Hour, way better than the Doc Mike Disaster Hour. So there's a ringing endorsement from uh, the Oregon Duck guy. Eek in uh, Roseville, Minnesota says, can, Ben, can you please ask Sean the Hood guy what was his street name? Say that uh, again, Sean, did Ben. You ha- did you have a name back in the day that you were known as? According to Eek, he wants to know what your street name was. Oh, yeah, man. We Everybody has street names, man, but it's, it's, not, cool to, it's not cool to tell your street name because then the police got you on the gang file and they really know who you is. <laughs> oh, I got it. We don't want to get you in trouble, Sean. We, nah, we don't want to get you in trouble, We're going to keep it on down man. I would like to I tell everybody, you, but, you right, know, we'll, they, got, we'll keep... they got you on file and they'll look you up and start harassing you, man. All right. Well, we won't bring that up then. Uh, Big Lou from the LBC. Now, he's actually sleeping right now. He says he's an essential worker, so he's actually working the dreaded day shift. But he was so excited, Sean, that you were going to be on that he wanted to send a question. And so he submitted a question. He says, hey, uh, Sean, have you ever gotten into a fight or a brawl on a bus or other public transportation? 
Uh, I had gotten to a fight um, on a school campus, but it was a gang fight, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, me and some but of the homies like, were riding never taking, never taking the bus around or anything like that? You didn't get into a dust-up? Nah, I've see, seen that. that. See, I, riding I that bus was kind of dangerous. You know, you had to keep a car, man, because being on them buses, guys would get on that bus, they'd be rivals, and you, you'd be in a world of trouble. So I always stayed in the car. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Cause I, no, I when I lived in uh, lived near downtown, I would take the the gold line and the red line, the subway system in L.A., which doesn't go very far. And every once in a while, I'd take it after a game, uh, coming back from a game, and I, I'd see some, uh, some, you know, fights waiting for trains and, and crazy stuff that would go on, and it looked like they were like gang fights. So. Yeah, but, but you, you know what, though, Ben, it ha- it kind of happened to me because I used to catch the bus in high school. But it never happened on the bus. It happened on a bus stop. The bus was coming, and um, some guys saw me and like two other my friends standing on the bus stop, and they rolled. They cut. They rolled in front of the bus and cut the bus off and got out their car. Two of my other homies ran, but then these guys jumped me. They tore my shirt off of me and everything, man, and put knots on my head. Yeah, I had a good fight with them, but then when my mom seen that. She didn't want me to ride the bus no more, so she was always picking me up from school. And then the two homies that ran, that the homies that dealt with them, because that was like a violation. You don't run from no fight, especially, you know what I'm saying, one person. Y'all leave one person behind, and, you know, you, that's a violation in the hood for real. I hear you. I, I hear you. All right. Uh, Larry writes, and he says, hey, Sean, uh, you ever change the tire in the hood when someone yells out, hey, you the fronts, we got the back? There you go. You know what I was doing that one time my mom's car broke down and I was rolling past and I saw her stranded and I told my homies turn around, let me uh help my mom because it was her car broke down. So we was helping to try to get her car broke down and these rival guys they knew us. We was in their hood and they knew us. And um they started getting on the phone, calling guys, and then my mom was like, Y'all gotta get out of here because these guys is coming, I get the car towed, I don't want nothing to happen to y'all and I was like, Nah, I'm staying. I wanted to stay, but then my mom, she was looking like real worried. She's like, I don't want nothing to happen to y'all. Go on and get out of here. I get this car towed. So um, we got out of there, and then, you know, we kind of went back and kind of hounded them guys for doing that because, you know, I was with my moms, and I don't like for nobody to disrespect me in front of my moms, man. I, that that was out of line right there anyway, so that's how that went. All right. Uh, here's a, a, an email question. Uh, how many cars did you steal, Sean, back in the day? Were you a car thief when you were doing all this stuff? Nah, I didn't like. I couldn't. I, I didn't know how to steal cars, man. I, I had a I had a friend that knew how to steal cars, so I would drive him around and let him steal the cars. And one night we stole about five cars in a row and lined them up all on one street. He was just breaking in cars for the fun of it, but I, I never knew how to do that. So I just drive the homies around and steal cars so they can you know, steal music out of them or whatever, but that was never my style to steal a car or nothing like that. I was into, like, maybe stealing pigeons that would roll, you know, and put in my cage and keep, but nah, not the car yeah. thing. I had my car, I've had my car broken into several times, and multiple times the people that broke into the car contacted me claiming that they found the stuff that was in the car. They said that, well, I didn't actually break into the car. That I, I, I've never believed them. I always thought they were the ones that actually stole the stuff out of the car. They were just trying to get some money or something. like. Is yeah, they're trying to get some little money out of it. You'd see if you could pay up for the stuff they took, probably, but probably didn't even take it. But people was breaking their cars back then. They were just stealing them pull-out radios and stuff. So cars weren't really too much because you couldn't ride around them because the police would pull you over there. And then what you going to do? That's GTA right there. And you going to jail for stealing the car, riding around with a screwdriver and the ignition? Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not the way to go. Uh, just Josh writes in from Cincinnati. He says, never underestimate the value of having a good street pharmacist. 
Young militia members should be taking notes. A lot of wisdom from Sean in Tales of the Hood there. Yes, a street pharmacist. Of course, that's the great thing about life, Sean, as you, as you know, living the life you live, that you can be an upstanding citizen and dish out drugs at the corner drugstore, and you can be a felon by doing the same thing down the street. It's a, it's a fascinating world that we live in, yes? Yeah, it is, man. But, you know, like I tell everybody, man, if you're out there hustling, that hustling money not really guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? That job is a guaranteed check. So my uncle taught me that. He's like, you know, you out here hustling, but always had that, that guaranteed job, that check that you could fall back on because that hustling sometimes plays out. And then what you're going to have in, you know, you still have your job and your money still coming in if the hustling do play out. All right. Uh, Ernie, the great opiner, says, did Sean the Hood guy ever meet O.J. back in there? I think O.J. hung out in that uh, that part of town, right? He was hanging out up in uh, in the west side over there, west of the 405. He wasn't hanging out with you guys, right? Nah, but, you know, a lot of folks seen O.J. when he was in that county jail. And um, they, I mean, the guys, my, you know, our, our race, man, we didn't respect O.J. because everybody felt that he messed it up for everybody, you know, this domestic violence and all this old stuff. And it kind of made it hard for, the, you know, the, the, the black card and stuff because then we was looked at another race. So the guys didn't never respect. John, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. had more respect in the jailhouse than O.J. did, man. So guys, um, guys my color of age, man, we don't like O.J., man, because he messed it up for everybody, man. So that's how we look so, at that, man. All right, so Robert Downey Jr., more credibility in the L.A. County Jail than O.J. Exactly, okay. because, you know, how he talked, you know, at Iron Man, that, that fast, sarcastic talk. He, was talk, he talked like that. That was like his regular talk in there, man. So it was kind of cool. Everybody respected him more than they did OJ, man. So that was, that was the cool part about that. Yeah. Roughly ballpark figure, Sean. How many times in your younger days did you end up in L.A. County Jail? Ooh, man. I'd say about, about six or seven times. But that last go-around, it really did me in. And I was like, this is not the spot. I, and see, when you getting out, them sheriffs had their audacity to be like, see you later. See you, see you in another week or so. I told them, I'm not, I'm not coming back here. Y'all will never see my face again. They, they got that real bad. When they say that to you every time you get released. See you in a, see you in a couple of days. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you have Have you been back to visit any friends, though, Sean? Have you, you said you had some friends that are in there for life. Have you gone back to see anybody? Nah, man. That, you don't want to see your friends like that, man. It's like, it's a hurtful feeling, man, to see guys you didn't grow up with or guys you went to high school with. That's sitting up there locked up like that, and you don't want to go back down there to visit them, man. Maybe you write them a letter or something, or you know, shoot them a package when they get up to the pen or something like that. That's the best thing you can do. But far as like going down there to visit somebody, man, it, it, it's hard to do that, man, and it's not cool. But you can send them a letter. They appreciate a letter, and you know, something from a package in a box or something. They appreciate that more, or it's a couple of dollars on their books. That's all you can do, man, because you don't want to see your friends or family members like that, man. I hear you. All right, so our guy Sean the Hood guy is hanging out with us for the better part. We'll do another segment with Sean here. He'll regale us. You have some more stories for us, Sean? We have some questions, too, from people that want to Well, you know, I, like I told you before, I got, a, I got a couple of hood commandments that everybody should try to go by, you know what I'm saying, some couple of rules on the streets and how people should do, you know. All right, well, we'll get to why don't we? We'll get to that because I I always follow. I try to file follow the code of the West. I, that, but I think the code of the West and what you're about to say are probably similar. Probably yeah. similar. We'll see. We'll see if those things line up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Now, Ben, we know that Jameis Winston uh, is a man in search of a football team, uh, and while he's waiting for that to happen, uh, he is apparently now. 
trying to be uh, an agent for good. Did you see on his Twitter account uh, Monday morning, he launched a toll-free hotline where people can call in to have their questions and concerns answered about the coronavirus. Uh, It's him (laughs) along with uh, someone named Dr. Scott Kelly. I don't know if he's like Doc Mike or if he's a real doctor. I'm assuming he's a real doctor, but uh, he and Jameis established this hotline. I don't know if it's... If it's 24 hours or what? what is Can we call with, that right now? What if uh, I have a question? I would like to ask a question of Jameis Winston. Uh, do you want the would number? He, yeah, what's the number? Uh, it's what is it? 844-TEST-COVID. And this is only Jameis Winston? I, I don't know, but he's the one who, who put it on his uh, Twitter. It's, it's, it's 844-837-837. I'm writing this down. 837 Eight two six eight four three. That seems like too many numbers, doesn't it? That's too many numbers, Eddie. That can't. <laughs> that just, doesn't work. I'm just reading what it says. <laughs> no, I mean that's impo- I mean, Eddie, I'm not that bright, but even I, I know that's too many numbers. <laughs> I'm just. I'm what, reading this right what, off the USA Today. That's the what is this? An international? Is this like an international line or something like that? It I says, feel like when I call my friends in New Zealand, I have to yeah. dial extra numbers. Toll free eight four four test COVID. That's what the number. But is. that's even that's test COVID. COVID's uh, what is that? Five letters. Test yeah. is four letters. Yeah, that's too many letters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, uh, sometimes when they wanted to spell something out, they just they write that, but it it starts dialing after the necessary number, and and it's you don't yeah. actually have to continue with the letters hey why don't but, we why don't we call this number on the are we allowed to call on the air like next hour we could call maybe Jameis will answer the call like we should give this a shot next hour who says no be great All right, we'll, we'll think not, about that I'm but I, I don't no. want to <laughs> yeah I think it's a good idea we'll I mean he put it out there to call he wants you to call yeah do we have what a question? question should, yeah. What should we say. ask Jameis Winston? What should we uh, we ask him about? Well, we'll think about that. All but right. we, it's the it's the Sean the Hood guy. Thank you, Eddie. It's the Sean the Hood guy hour. He's hanging out with us. One of our longtime callers. He always regales us with wonderful stories, and we're excited to have him here hanging out with us. We have some people that have called up that would like to schmooze with Sean the Hood guy. So we'll get some of those phone calls on here, and we do have third degree coming up a little bit later. In the hour, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com. It's easy. All right, Sean is back with us. And uh, Scorpio Niner has an interesting question from Northern California. And he wants to know, uh, are there any professional players associated with gangs, any gangs currently, Sean? Yeah, I know some of the homies, you know, like uh, Baron Davis. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, my homie, my homie uh, Paul Pierce, he was trying to be a gang, trying to be in the gang, but some of the homies told him, like, you know what I'm saying, you're supposed to be going this way, not that way. You know what I'm saying? And, uh who else? He was a football player. He played. He play, I think he played for the Raiders and the Dolphins a couple of times. And um, Daryl Russell. Who? Daryl Russell? Nah, it wasn't him. It was. Uh, he was a receiver, I think. Uh, I forgot his name though. But he was. He got in the league and got kicked right out because he was riding around in limos in his hood and all this old stuff. So he messed up a lot. But uh, you got some guys out there that try to claim the fame that they ain't did nothing for just because they hung around certain guys. But 
they only hang them guys only hang around them because they got the fame and the money right then and there. But they not really from like really nowhere like that. Sometimes they grow up in them hoods and stuff, but they don't be like quoted on and something like that. They just play football because I. A lot of my homies, they, they used to just play football, come to school, and then, then school was over with for them. Once the football was season was over with, they stopped coming to school. So I was the only one from my neighborhood that kind of graduated. All my other homies, never they all dropped out. So, you know, that's kind of embarrassment because my mom always told me only, I could do whatever I want to in my life as long as I hand her that diploma in the end. That's all that matters. So that's why I try to tell my kids, you know, we put that diploma in my hand, that lets me know you can succeed in life. So... That's how some of that stuff went, man. I hear you. All right. Uh, the Rooster writes in and says, how many guns did Sh- has Sean own in his lifetime, Sean? How many weapons? Uh, I, I had a few, but this 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 one particular I had, uh, it was a uh, it was a, a three fifty seven Desert Eagle. Have you ever seen one of those? It kind of looked like the RoboCop gun, but that sucker had too much power. It, had, it almost broke my wrist once I shot it in the air one time, and it, it had a big kick to it, so... I didn't, I didn't really like carrying guns. I always keep them in the house because I didn't want to ride around with guns because that wasn't nothing but a, another case anyway. So I didn't yeah. want to be pinched for no gun or something like that, and then it had something on it, and then you held responsible for that murder that's on that gun, knowing you probably didn't even do it, you know? I hear you. Uh, just Josh says, the Code of the West, the Myler Militia Oath, the Rules of Fight Club, and Hood Commandments, all things that you should know. You promised... Sean, I like the fact that you were teasing ahead because that's good radio. You know the formatics of radio. You have to keep the audience engaged here, Sean, and you did that. So what are the commandments here from the hood? What are the things that you wanted to share with us that we need to know here, Sean? Okay, uh, number one is that this is the main topic on my list. Number one is that uh, you don't never mess with none of your homies' girls or some of your homies' wives. You stay out their face, you know what I'm saying, especially if they got kids and they try to build a family because sometimes you used to see homies, you know, as soon as you go to jail... Your homie's right over there at your girl's house trying to holler at her or trying to get with her and stuff like that. So I'm the kind of guy, if I see somebody, one of my homies, they married, I say, hey, how you doing, and going on by my way. I'm not the kind of person to be up in another man's wife's face, you know. So uh, number two, uh, take care of your kids, man. You know, you got kids in your life, you have fun making them, have fun taking care of them because if your, if your girl or your guy ain't about nothing, Still, man, let them kids be in that person's life, man, because sometimes kids grow up to be bitter, don't know why their father or mother wasn't around. So you just stay in their life, man, and uh, handle that because you have fun making them, right? Uh, number two, respect your elders. Don't be talking crazy to old people, talking crazy to your parents. Respect them because elders, they've been here longer than us. They've they, they been here longer than us, but they know more than us, and you try to act like they don't know, but they ain't already lived the life that we not already trying to live. So that's another one. Um, my other one is uh, I don't do no other. I ain't never did no other drugs but marijuana because that was a violation of hood. Homies catch you smoking crack, doing sermon, anything. You got violated. You had to fight about three or four heavy hitters from the hood, so you didn't want that. So we all kept our systems clean and our toes on stand on our toes. Another thing, you know, you got homies out there writing on walls and stuff. Don't write on no churches. I see people writing on graffiti all on churches. You just disrespecting the Lord. You know, that, and I don't play that. You don't play with God and write on his house, or, you know what I'm saying, house of praise. It's not cool, man. So you got other buildings you want to put your hood on or your graffiti on, do it somewhere else. Leave them churches alone, man. Uh, this number six, this goes for uh, player, this little caller that be calling the, you know, calling the show. This, this goes for real talk right here. Loudest person in the room ain't going to bust a grape in the food fight, but the quietest person in the room makes the loudest noise. That's why I give any respect for not even, you know, responding to some of that stuff, real talk be talking about. 
Uh, let's see, another one is try to keep a job, man. Keep a job coming in because you can't live without money. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a job in life. That's the only way you can succeed. That's the only way you can eat. That's the only way you can provide for your family and kids and stuff. Try to keep that job, man, because the hustle game ain't there forever. Uh, let's see, another one is don't mess with the enemy's girls. You know what I'm saying? You got homies that mess with the other side, and then they get to hanging out with them or get to coming over to their house, and then they go back and tell their homies where everybody at, and then you wonder why, why all the homies got shot up at this place because then nobody know where they at. You had the enemy hanging around. Uh, number two, now this last couple of last, number nine, uh, don't steal from your family. You got a drug problem, alcoholic problem, man, go out there and get you some bottles, some cans or something, and recycle them and, and take them to the can place and get your little money off that. But don't take food off your family's table and going to your mom's purse, stealing her money. It's like that to support a habit that you can't even handle. If you can't support your own habit, you need to leave that habit alone. And this is the last one. Respect your parents, man. Your father and mother getting a certain age, man. Take care of them because they took care of us growing up. Be there for them because I lost my mom maybe about six years ago, and I walk around with a messed up feeling in my life right now because my mom is not here, and I was the only child, and I didn't have no father in my life. So that's why I kind of like ran the streets, but my mom still took care of me like you know how you're supposed to do. So I take I, I used to take care of her and did what I had to do, man. So just honor your mother and father as you're supposed yeah. to, and, and you know, you'll have your blessings, man. All right, so th- those are the, the hood commitments, which is... Uh, not quite the code of the West, which is like take pride in your work, always finish what you start, but, but a similar thing. Like your hands to yourself, take care of your kids, respect your elders, No, only weed, no hard drugs, don't graffiti churches. Uh, what else do you say? Quietest guy in the room's lethal. Uh, keep a job. Stay away from the other side's ladies. Uh, don't steal from family and respect your elders. Respect your parents, right? There you right. go. Did I get them all? I think oh, yeah. I got them all. And don't mess with your, don't, don't mess with your homies or your friends' wives, man. Stay out their face. There you go. All right. Uh, very good. Roberto, you had a question, Roberto? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Sean, uh, I, I, I kind of know the answer to this question, but the Mountain Militia might want to know why do, why a guy growing up in South Central, his, uh, his favorite teams are the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the Indiana Pacers. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you the story how I became a Steeler fan. Uh, one day I was in the house messing around. I broke something, so my mom... Back then in them days, we was getting butt whoopings. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nothing like a good old-fashioned butt whooping with that belt or a switch. Just like, you know, everybody was bashing Adrian Peterson for whooping his kids with a switch because he come from the old school. So my mom, she was getting a belt, and I took off and ran. And I ran in the room where my auntie husband was, where, you know, the one my, my mom them had beat up. He was in the room multitasking. He's sitting up there listening. He had Vince Scully on the radio. He was looking at a paper, booking horses, and he had the Steelers on TV. So he was doing all three. So when I ran in the room, I was looking for my auntie to save me, and he was sitting in there. He told me, sit down right here. And then my mom came in. He's like, I got him. I'll take care of him. He said, he's going to sit right here and watch this game. So the Steelers was playing somebody. It was back in the 70s. Though. I can't remember who they was playing. And he made me watch that whole entire game, and then I became a fan. Now, as far as, like, as, far as a Pacer fan, I used to be up at UCLA all the time, you know, hanging around because they used to have those UCLA Molly Gras and stuff like that. And I became a Reggie Miller fan. Reggie Miller was just one of my favorite basketball players. And uh, I felt I was always, you know, growing up first, you know what I'm saying, first team was the, you know, Showtime Lakers. I was a Laker fan because back then we was growing up, either you was a Boston fan or a Laker fan. I was a Laker fan because I was on TV in the 87 um, finals, which I paid $25 for an NBA finals ticket. You know what I'm saying? Then I ended up being on TV before the halftime game and, it was cool, man, but I always stayed a, I stayed a Pacer fan because that was just my team. I rolled with Reggie, 
And I didn't never jump ship or nothing like that, go to another team. But that's just how that fell in, man. That, that was just one of my favorite players, and I just stuck with the team, man. All right, listen, Sean, I've enjoyed it. We didn't take any calls, I don't think. We had a bunch of questions on Twitter, people on hold that we were going to get to, but you were regaling us with stories here. So we'll have you on down the line. You can, you're can one of our regular callers, so I know you're going to call up here and give us some more stories. But uh, thank you, Sean. I appreciate it. Um, anytime, Ben. You know I got respect for you. You come from the hood, so I got respect for you, big homie. Got respect for everybody on the show, the Coopieville. You know, Raider Roberto and Big Eddie, you know what I'm saying? I got respect for all y'all, man. I got love for y'all all the time, man. So I ain't going nowhere. If you ever need me to come back on again, man, hey, let's do it again. All right, there you go. Sean the Hood Guy, uh, thank you for regaling us here the last 45 minutes or so with some stories. We will get to a brief edition of Mallard of the Third Degree. We're going to get to that coming up. Here is the instant trivia. Blank is the last catcher to lead the league in RBIs. Last catcher to lead a league, either American or National League, and runs batted in. That's the question, the answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, so I am on time, Maller, by the clock, for the clock, plausibly all about the clock, unless we hang out with our friend Sean the Hood Guy, and then the clock gets all shot to hell. So we're going to push back Maller to the third degree. We're going to time shift it for ratings purposes, and it'll get a higher rating when we push it back. Push it back now. Push it back a little bit. But here's the instant trivia. Blank is the last catcher to lead the league and runs batted in, either American or National League. That is the question. What is the answer? Yadier Molina, guessed by Oscar the Poor Opiner. Benito Santiago from Poly D. Johnny Bench, guessed by Ken. Who else do we have? Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, clearly cheating, got it right. George Foster, guessed by Mr. Nice Guy. Robocop from Robbie, the Mariner slash Kyler Murray fan. Ed Toppensey from Graveyard C, the man that was traded for Kenny Lofton. Howdy Doody tossed out by Tortilla Man. Tony, Rob in Vegas is going with the Godfather. You feel me? Uh, who else do we have here? Uh, let's see. Can't read that. Pat North of the Borders, guest by Wes, the great former Toronto Blue Jay. Mike Piazza from Manic Mike. Practicing social distancing in Nashville. Buster Posey from Supermarket Steve. Uh, who else do we have here? A lot of Buster Posey. Pudge Rodriguez from Johnny Q. Eddie, what's the answer, Eddie? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was Don Slot. Oh, good off- Good pirate, good offensive play. Play with the Yankees, the Rangers, Don Slot, but that's incorrect. It's a good name, though. I like hearing the name Don Slot. The correct answer, all the way back. 28 years ago, Darren Dalton for the 1992 Philadelphia Phillies. Dutch Dalton, 109 RBIs. Rodriguez didn't do it. Piazza didn't do it. I was in Miami when Dalton won the World Series with the Marlins of all teams in 97. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. The great 
debate, Hall of Fame style. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. That's all you have to do. We will get to the great debate regarding the Hall of Fame of a former NFL quarterback. But before we get there, just briefly, as we get you through the overnight hours, there is a ray of optimism coming from the sports world that we could actually see real sports. With all due apologies to video game racing and professional wrestling without fans at WrestleMania, uh, there, there was a report that came out just a couple hours before we cracked the microphones here at the powerful Fox Sports Radio mothership that says Major League Baseball is moving forward with the plan. Now, it's not done. It's not official, any of that. But the tentative plan would be to play professional baseball games in May to get the season started in May, which, hey, you know, it's early April, so that's about a, less than a month away, depending on when in May they do it. Um, there's a lot that still has to, to happen as far as red tape. And they claim, according to the reporting, that baseball is being backed by federal officials to play in the state of Arizona. And we'll follow this story. I know we'll hear much more about this in the coming days. And it's it's a version of what we had talked about, what I had heard going back until the early days a month ago, when this thing started, and I had heard that the plans that were being talked about were to play spring play in spring training facilities. At the time, originally it was Florida and Arizona. The reporting, which came down in the overnight, indicates that it would just be in the state of Arizona, that all the teams would be located at different venues around Arizona, and they would only go out to the ballpark and play games, and that would be it. There would be no fans in attendance. They would live in isolation and travel only to and from the stadium. And the reason that this is something to be optimistic about is because apparently the federal officials, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention as well as the National Institute of Health, have been working with Major League Baseball about this particular plan. That's the other thing that we all need to remember here while uh, we follow these news stories at some point. We're going to have to get back out. The economy is going to have to get started again. Now, this is not really starting the economy because there's going to be no fans that are going to be attending, but it is a way to start to get things back to some sense of normal as much as possible with what's going on in the world. So I I love it. The other thing that I, I would say being around baseball years ago is that these baseball players, you say just go to the ballpark, play the game, and come home. These guys go out there. Baseball players generally get to the stadium like five, six hours before games. They're there. They put in a long day. You know, at home sometimes they're out there at one o'clock in the afternoon, and then the game's not till seven o'clock that night, and then could go all the way till midnight. Now I would think they're going to cut down on some of that, but that is the proposal that's being tossed around here. And according to the health officials, they see baseball players as low risk. Uh, with the, the the bigger impact of the coronavirus. So we'll keep an eye on that story. But I, I did want to get to this other story regarding Michael Vick. Now, Lamar Jackson has helped feed the content machine, the reigning MVP of the National 
Football League. And what did Lamar Jackson do? Well, if you missed it, I'll give you the basics. Uh, Lamar Jackson recently replied to a social media post, a random posting on social media, and asked if Michael Vick, the posting asked if Michael Vick was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And how did Lamar Jackson respond? He said, and I'm going to quote him, this can't be a real question. Now, he didn't say T-H-I-S. He said T-H-I-Z. Tiz uh, can't be a real question. Now, that was with a Z, and he's cooler than me. Uh, but but many of the Kool-Aid-drinking minions who follow Lamar Jackson, they all seem to agree. That, yes, that Michael Vick is a Hall of Famer. So let's engage for a few minutes here and discuss, is Michael Vick a pro football Hall of Fame quarterback? All right, I'm going to give you two letters. N plus O equals no. Uh, That is right, no. Uh, I've got the Lazy River, Rochester, and Mediocrity. And we will connect all these things together. Now, first of all, Lamar Jackson was clearly speaking from the heart, not from from the logic part of his mind here. Michael Vick is not going to sniff... The Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is not even up for debate. And despite being a Madden hero back in the day, on the gridiron where you're actually judged, you're not judged off your ability on a Madden game, Michael Vick rarely sniffed elite status for more than a sporadic game here or there. And yeah, he was a wonderful college player at Virginia Tech, groundbreaking player doing the hokey pokey. At Virginia Tech, and he he had one of the great performances against Florida State. A defense for the Seminoles, I think they had like 10 future NFL draft picks, and he sliced them up and had them turning upside down. They were, they were pooping their pants in that Sugar Bowl back in the day. But that's not pro football, and it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sporadic success does not lead to being honored in dusty museums with all-time greats. And Michael Vick, by his own account, and we were on the radio during that entire career here blabbing away, Michael Vick, by his own account, did not take pro football seriously. In case you have amnesia or revisionist history, I'll give you the thumbnail recap. He figured he was a lock to be the number one pick, and he was the number one pick, so he stopped working out. He partied, he lived life, he celebrated, he floated along on the lazy river, literally floating along on the lazy river, and that was a staple of Michael Vick's NFL career. Remember, even late in his career, he was a 12-year veteran, and he was playing for the Jets at the end of his career, and he famously admitted, I think they were playing in San Diego, against the old Chargers when the Chargers were in San Diego, and he admitted, Michael Vick, that he was not prepared to play in the second half for the Jets. Like He admitted it. Now, I respect his honesty, but that's an indictment of Vick, and, and this kind of followed Vick. That kind of it did follow Vick around. Now, the second thing here, Michael Vick, the most single-dominant video game character of his generation, but not of all time. All right? Not of all time. He is in the top three for sports stars in video games, but for my money, so I'm old school. I'm an OG. I go Bo Jackson, Tecmo Bowl, nobody better, right? Bo Jackson, unstoppable in in my era of playing video games. And, and Michael Vick, in his own, his own period of time, was great, but nobody could stop. 
Bo Jackson, who could run circles and twist defensive players into pretzels on Tecmo Bowl. I know that was back in the Bronze Age, but I'm telling you, uh, I am correct. Now, I am convinced the reason that so many people, and, and let's be fair here, Lamar Jackson's not alone. I, a lot of people agree with him about Michael Vick, but the, the reason people think that Michael Vick is a Hall of Famer is solely because of the video game, because of the Madden game, how overpowering he was uh, in, I think it was like the 06 game, something like that. I don't know, all those uh, first you know, part of the, the first part of the 2000s all run together for me, but uh, I think it was 06. Either that or 07, somewhere around there, just overwhelmingly dominant. Unfortunately, again, that rarely translated to on-the-field dominance in the NFL. Michael Vick is not going to Canton, Ohio, but I have a nice consolation prize. He can make his way to Rochester, New York. Now, why Rochester, New York? That is the locale of the World Video Game Hall of Fame in beautiful downtown Rochester, an international Hall of Fame. It opened up a few years ago, and so you don't have to worry about being next to Joe Montana, Brett Favre, Steve Young, all the Warren Moon, all those guys in Canton, Ohio. But Michael Vick has a very good chance, if you put him as a video game character, of hanging out with Pac-Man, Super Mario Kart, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, people like that who are in the video game Hall of Fame. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. The Legend of Zelda, I would imagine, is in there as well. All right, final thought. So for those who are new to the radio show, welcome. Unfortunately, because of what's going on now, we have more people listening now than ever before, which is... It's a, it's a good thing, but I'd, I'd rather have fewer people listening, uh, I think if you know what I mean, so we things get back to normal. But we have high standards in these parts. Now, what does that mean? All right, I've, I've brought this up several times over the years, but we have our own Hall of Fame criteria. To get in a Hall of Fame, we'll, we'll stick with football because this is about football. Uh, it's very simple. Were you a regular season MVP? If you were a defensive player, were you a defensive player of the year? That's the defensive MVP. They don't give MVP awards anymore to defensive players. But were you a defensive player of the year if you're on defense? Were you an MVP if you're on offense? Were you an all-pro at least one time? Were you an all-pro at least one time? And can the history of football during your era be written without mentioning your name? You have to get two of those three. You have to get two of those three. And if you do that then you are a Hall of Fame player. It's very simple. We're not talking about open-heart surgery or anything like that. It's a very straightforward process on our show of what makes a pro football Hall of Famer. And I would like to point out that Lamar Jackson, uh, dare I say, has already qualified, that he's got to put in a body of work, but he's already been an All-Pro one time, and he's already won an MVP award. So, being true to that criteria, then Lamar Jackson, if he puts together another few years of success in the NFL, he has a compelling case to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's only played a couple years in the NFL. Of course, he's been terrible in the playoffs, but he, he his uh, Pro Bowl and All-Pro status, or his MVP route, forget the Pro Bowl, everyone gets the Pro Bowl, but the uh, MVP and the the All-Pro are, uh, are where it's at. Just to follow up on the Michael Vick thing, though, and he only checks one of those boxes. Right? You can say that Vic was an integral part of football during his era because he brought a lot of people that became fans of football, or at least fans of the video game, with Michael Vick. But he only checks one of those boxes. He never was an MVP, Vic. He never made an all-pro team. 
And he was never playing on teams that reached elite status. He never was part of a team that that's a team accomplishment that got to a Super Bowl. And he never was a top passer, Vic. That's the thing. I mean, you, people talk about his ability to run the ball, but he was a uh, career, his passer rating was like 80. And his completion percentage was under 60%. And that is right at the threshold of mediocrity is what it is, not Hall of Fame status. And he only had one season, and that was when he, not even with the Falcons, when he was with the Eagles, when you consider him an elite passing quarterback. And that was 10 years ago in 2010 when he had a a very good season in Philadelphia. I don't think he played all the games, but he played enough of them. And he had 21 touchdowns and six interceptions and played very well that year. And the season that people point out about Michael Vick was 06 with the Falcons when he ran for over 1,000 yards, but he was a much better runner than passer. He averaged, I think it was like 8.5 yards or something like that per rush attempt, and he averaged per pass, it was like 6.5 yards. He was 2 yards better as a running back than he was throwing. So even if you account for popularity, and you say the Hall of Fame's a popularity contest, I don't think Vic gains enough traction there because there are some people that are going to hold it against him and some would say rightfully so because of the federal dogfighting ring that was he was he was a part of. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. We'll uh, take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. We are going to time shift Maller to the third degree. So we're going to get to Maller to the third degree. Then we're going to take some phone calls. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There's nothing more powerful than the unified voice of the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show by following your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. My doubler don't work. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Uh, we're going to have, coming up in a couple of minutes, Mallard of the third degree. I have triggered Tony, our guy in New Hampshire. He's, he's been triggered. He says, Mallard, you freaking schmuck. Give Lamar Jackson a couple of terrible years before you put him in your Hall of Shame. Well, listen, Tony, I'm, I'm doing the show right now. I'm not doing the show five years from now. I, clearly, Lamar Jackson, after one dominant season in the NFL, is not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's already reached the threshold where when he's done playing, you have to consider it. But if that's his only season where he's an all-pro and and that's it, and that's the only year he's the MVP and the rest of his career he's very mediocre, then obviously he's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. That goes without saying, please. Uh, by the way, good news, Mr. Nice Guy, one of the army of people listening to the show right now who are stocking the shelves at grocery stores across the country, he says at his store in the Bay Area, the cleaning supplies are making a comeback. So that's some good news there in Northern California because you, you go to any store, you can't get the you can't get the cleaning supplies, man. They, they, they're gone, but at least at his store, they're starting to come back. So that is a good sign. That is a good sign. And a, a great point also by Robert, who wrote in and said, and this is great, Robert's in the Bay Area, he said, this has probably been said already, no, it has not, by the way, Robert, that weed man hippie picked the wrong pandemic to quit the show. Can you imagine the mayhem, uh, mayhem if you gave him an hour to talk? That's right. If Weed Man hadn't had a hissy fit That's and so a temper, <laughs> right, Roberto, we'd have yeah. the Weed Man hour. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank oh. God. So, yeah, he he had a hissy fit because he read on the internet that I'm worth like five million dollars or something, which is not true, and I get paid all this money, and so he believed that and was upset that I didn't give him any money, so he quit the show. Yeah, oh, man. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, speaking of unbelievable, for time and ratings purposes, we have pushed back to right now this. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right. Stretch out, Coop. We have plenty of time. The third degree, this portion of the Ben Maller Show, brought to you by Discover Card. 
We treat you like you'd treat you. What's on the menu today for the third degree? Well, Ben, it's being reported that Cam Newton is willing to wait until after the NFL draft or even until someone gets injured to ensure that he ends up in the right situation, a.k.a. a high-level starter situation. Ben, could you see a a scenario where Newton doesn't sign with someone before the start of the season? All right, so here's the way I approach it. This happens every year. There's somebody like Cam Newton who's stuck in the twilight zone. You're like, what do I do? do do?" My advice is almost always the same. Absolutely, there's a chance that Cam Newton does not sign with anyone before the year. In fact, that would probably be the wise move. Number one, if the Chargers decide to punt, there is no clear starting job that is available other than the L.A. Chargers. My advice to Cam Newton is to hunker down and play the waiting game. Because while it's not to your advantage right now, it does shift into your advantage the longer this goes. And I'll explain why. Because the second thing, Cam's got to be like a vulture, right? And, you know, we've all heard dog eat dog world and all that stuff. Cam Newton has to be the seagull at the beach back when we were allowed to go to the beach that's waiting to snatch a sandwich from your picnic, right? That's got to be Cam Newton. If you wait, Till the season, or closer to the season, then you are in the driver's seat. Should Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers replace Brett Favre? He, Brett Favre played a long time. Rodgers, uh, he's been pretty healthy, although recently he's had some injury problems. Tom Brady in Tampa, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. If you wait, and these older quarterbacks, Drew Brees in New Orleans, one of these guys is guaranteed to get hurt. It's a hundred percent that one of them is going to get hurt, and Cam Newton can be waiting and be able to get a great opportunity. Imagine if you go into New Orleans, if Breeze were to get hurt in training camp, and then Cam Newton ends up starting for the Saints. Wow. All right, he'd be the beneficiary. Next. All right, so TMZ talked to Cliff Averill this past weekend, and he told them that he does not think that the Lions should use the number three pick on Tua Tagovailoa because Matt Stafford is still good and the team needs to win now. Do you agree with him, Ben? All right, so the first thing here, drafting Tua Tagovailoa would actually buy some time, in my humble opinion, for Matt Patricia, right? Because in theory, he would argue, hey, this is my quarterback. I need time to groom him. And, of course, the Lions, the way they're run, they'll probably give him another four years to figure things out here if they were to draft somebody like Tua. But if they draft an offensive lineman in Detroit or some nondescript position other than quarterback – it's not going to translate into like a 10, 11, 12 win season, which is what it's going to take for Matt Patricia and that current regime to keep their jobs. So that's a pipe dream. So I would argue that drafting Tua would actually buy you more time. Secondly, we have been saying, and we've been saying this for the last couple of months, that if you look at the situation in Detroit, they should have been shopping Matthew Stafford. It's not too late. It's not too late. Things are up in the air. Everything's uh, fugazi this year with uh, what's going on in the world. You can still trade Matthew Stafford. The problem is he's got some injury issues and he's got a big contract. But Matt Patricia could always call up his boy, Bill Belichick, and say, hey, Belichick, you don't have anything at the quarterback position. Trade me a couple of mid-round draft picks. I'll send you Matthew Stafford inbound to Foxborough. Now, I don't think Belichick would even want Matthew Stafford because he wants somebody who's cheap so he can spread the money around, but at least make the phone call if you're the Lions front office. They're all a bunch of old Patriot guys there anyway. All right, next. 
Now, Trey Young appeared on Shaq's podcast recently, and he said that he thinks he can overtake Steph Curry as the game's most feared shooter in about a year's time. Ben, do you think you can? Uh, do you think Young can reach those kind of heights? Oh, absolutely not. Are you? Are you kidding? I know he was just talking some smack on a podcast, but hey, nobody, nobody in the NBA that I have seen. Other than Steph Curry, shoots like Steph Curry from downtown. He is on an island by himself. Curry has raised the bar to new levels with what he's done. Obviously not this year because he's been hurt uh, this NBA season, but what he has done over the last few years with the Golden State Warriors is insane. His long-range ability is out of this world, and I think of the great players like Reggie Miller and um, you know Dale Ellis back in the day, Larry Bird, people like that, but Steph Curry makes them all seem like lightweights compared to him. And B, listen, Trey Young, I don't believe he's yet, I don't think he's made 40% of his three-point shots in a single season yet he's a volume shooter Steph Curry has multiple seasons where he shot 45 percent or better from three-point range that's that's a not just generational that's the all-time greatest uh, three-point shooter that we've ever seen and it's not even close like Trey Young puts up great numbers he's playing on some dog food Atlanta Hawk teams right now it's good to have confidence uh, but you also have to have reality, right? He, he can be more like, I don't know if Damian Lillard's the right comparison, someone who shoots a high, shoots a lower percentage but puts up gaudy numbers. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. Another win. You can put it on the bar. The wins just keep happening day after day. That's how we do it. All right, thank you very much. I don't, it's, just, it's just I'm on a roll. I'm on a winning streak. And there's no games. This is the only game we have. This is the only game in town. This is it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. As far as when the NBA will get back to work, Health Commissioner Adam Silver says he has no answers to that. He did an interview on Monday with TNT's Ernie Johnson, and he said, quote, What I've told my folks over the past week is we should accept at least for the month of April, we won't be in a position to make any decisions. It's just too early, given what's happening right now, to be able to project or predict where we'll be in a few weeks. So Adam Silver just saying, for now, uh, he's not willing to put out any kind of date or month as to when the NBA might be coming back. Yeah, Don't bury the lead, my man! Did you see that Adam Silver announced that he is part of the coronavirus baby boom? That no, his wife, I did not. Yes, his wife is pregnant. It was announced with the second child. So we know what Adam Silver has been doing the last couple of weeks here. We know what he's wow. been up to at so, the Silver household. So space aliens can mate with humans. <laughs> the question has been answered. Giggity, 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 giggity. I'm sure that'll be a very good-looking child. I uh, cannot wait. But uh, the NBA, they've been on hiatus since uh, they shut it down March 11th. So since March 12th, and Adam Silver, we we know what he's been doing. He, he told Ernie Johnson on some Ernie some NBA podcast, he revealed that uh, his wife is uh, pregnant. So there you go. Mazel tov. Yeah, Mazda, exactly. So we're going to have a lot of babies born after this. A lot of divorces are going to take place during this. So we've got like the... Both extremes are going to happen here uh, over the uh, however long this goes. It, it is the Ben Maller Show. Geico, Geico, Geico to the rescue. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So 
I think I was asked about this in a Maller to the third degree over the last couple of weeks. Carmelo Anthony did a podcast interview himself and said that if he had gone to the Pistons, that he would have won a championship or multiple championships, but instead they drafted Darko. And my position, and I feel like I've been vindicated here, this is why I'm bringing this up, because my position had been that no, that that Piston team was all about grit and hard work when they had Ben Wallace and, uh, and, and those that era, Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot, they were a team that overachieved. Carmelo Anthony was a guy in his entire NBA career, even till recently with the Portland Trailblazers, who's lazy. He's not about overachieving. He's not that kind of guy. And uh, and I was vindicated because Ben Wallace said the same thing that I said. Uh, and he stated himself, he said, quote, uh, if we would have drafted Carmelo, I honestly don't think we would have won a championship, Ben Wallace said. Melo played. Uh, Melo wanted to play right away. It would have been, had a potential to disrupt the team chemistry uh, with the Pistons. So Ben Wallace saying that they would have won zero championships, and I I completely agree with him. He's I mean, listen, obviously he was on the team, but I was just watching and. Carmelo's bad news for winning in the NBA. He is. That's just the reality. And you don't trash, don't shoot the messenger. That's just the way it is. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show, and we will take some phone calls here at 877-99 on Fox if you want to be part, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. You can join the festivities. Let's go to Chris in Houston, who is next. Hello, Christopher. Now, now I gotta say right there that that quote you just had that you're dope and Ben Wallace is an idiot because he didn't shoot the ball anyway. But Carmelo is a dog, and I give you that. But pre like the first couple years, Carmelo was the man. Carmelo had Denver in the Western Conference Finals, and, and he wasn't a dog then. Before he couldn't got his be money. the man on the Pistons, Chris. You so, can't so, be the man on the Pistons. Cannot do it because they had Chauncey Billups. They had a bunch of guys that were were the dominant Kate, uh, forces Chris, on those teams. But you trying to tell me the Detroit Pistons wouldn't even wouldn't use that offense coming off the bench because Darko he would have. I'm telling you, he would have demanded a a starring role. He was not going to be a star. You're. I am right. Ben Wallace is right. I believe Ben Wallace over you, Chris. You're wrong. Man, I tell you, man. But shout out to Sean the Hood guy for spending time telling you guys hood stories. I got a bunch of hood stories, but I don't want to get incriminated, you know. But uh, <laughs> well, neither man, did he. Think- he did not. He he was very careful not to reveal his his name or much about any specific details. Yeah, the hood is something. I'm surprised he didn't say uh, J.R. Ryder because you know my buddy. You know he always tells me a lot of stories about J.R. Ryder out there on the hood shooting dice on the corner. You know, just hanging out, just just throwing them, throwing them like it is. But well, I I don't know about that. But I worked with an NFL coach years ago, who uh, said that half of his team had gang affiliations, and this was it was a long time back. But uh, you know, guys that played in the NFL, like half, literally half, more than half of his team, he said, had some kind of ties. The greatness to, of the Raiders to different street well, gangs when they were growing up. Now I tell you, now the one thing about it is a lot of these guys do come from hood, and the one thing I tell people all the time, I come from a hood. The hood is relentless. And I don't understand why these guys think they got to give back to the hood because all the hood does is take, take, take. They don't give back nothing. 
them guys is straightly ruthless. I got a cousin. He's an idiot. He was out there where I used to live at. And this dumb, this numb nuts, he went and basically robbed the, the corner store for all his lottery tickets. Now, he must have thought it was a smart idea, but didn't realize that these folks keep all the barcodes. They keep all the numbers for the bar- So once they reported them stolen, <laughs> and he went and then handed them out all around the hood, and everybody went and going back to the store. So guess who snitched on? <laughs> guess who ended up going to jail? His dumb ass. You know, because... Uh, I mean, come on. Well, now, but Chris, I mean, you know, people, everyone thinks that when they make it, if they, they want to give back, they're like Mother Teresa, right? They're going to they're gonna fix everything, and they, they've got the answers. And, of course, we've seen that as not exactly the case. But they all try. They, they have the best of intentions, Chris, as you know. So Now, Ben, I, I think when you, you bring up that Bill, uh, Bill O'Brien and his dumb ass, did you, did you even hear, because they got an audio of it, he actually said the city of Houston should be excited that their organization makes bold moves. What the hell is bold about trading DeAndre Hopkins for a pack of chewing gum and some and some dirt out the floor? I mean, come on. This dude here got to be the most... He, he's got to be living in a bubble, man. He's got to be living in a bubble with Cal McNair and Cal just saying, yep, Bill, yep, Bill. That's, that's it. That's it. Because this is ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, it, it is bold. He's not wrong. It is bold. Like the 49ers never traded Jerry Rice early in his career. That never happened. You're like you think of the great receivers, very rarely are they changing teams, the all-time greats. Randy Moss did change teams, but not his first few years with the Vikings. He was there. He was a staple with the Vikings before he changed teams. Now, Ben, you know you always said about the lawyers having getting making all the money, and I'll tell you right now, the divorce lawyers are going to uh, make a killing after this is over. Because I tell you right now, I love my wife, but I'm about to strangle her. Because I mean, every time I'm, I'm take off your shirt, put a new shirt on. You know, you you you've been out there. You know, go take a shower. <laughs> like, dude, leave me alone. Like, you know, it, I mean, come on, this is ridiculous. Being on on what just how this is going, and why haven't anybody came out and said, you know, why is it a, a mass population getting infected by it, and it's only a small amount, like? What is it? Is it blood type? Is it is it touching? Is it is it well, air? They, None they of them. They, they don't, don't know. know. I mean, Chris, they don't. I've I've read the story. They don't know. They they think if you're fat, you got a bigger chance of having problems. If you're old, you got bigger problems. I guess they there was one story that said if uh, you have a certain type of blood, uh, that 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 is more prone to having issues. But there's the problem is there's no one set formula, which is they they're trying to get a, a grasp on it, but there's no formula. All right, we'll leave it there, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Our buddy Chris. In Houston, checking in. Uh, let's go real quick. Uh, let's see. Actually, well, wait a minute. I don't know if we have time for this or not. Right, Coop? We don't have time for this yet? All right. Uh, we will get to, in its entirety, we have Mallers Mountain of Money. If you want to play Mallers Mountain of Money, call up right now. Operators are standing by. We're going to have some game show fun. Mallers Mountain of Money. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Raccoons, skunks, porcupines, and owls are all nocturnal, but none of them can support our show on social media, so we need your help. Go to facebook.com slash Show and on Instagram, go to at Fox, and you can contribute content to weekly features like Ask Ben, Lame Jokes, and more. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. 
Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, let's do it right now. It's time now for Mallers Mountain Money. We have our contestants ready to go. We say hello to, who do we have here? We have John in Southern California in Palm Springs. Hello, John. Yes, sir. All right, John's full of energy. He's ready to go here. And uh, John, what do you do in Palm Springs, man? What kind of stuff are you up to? Well, I'm a chef, but I'm kind of out of work right now. I'm kind of quarantined and just sitting here drinking a beer. All right, well, that's perfect. That's you're ready made for a radio game show. You're just drinking a beer out in the desert in yes, California. Sir. All right, hold on a sec, John. Uh, like many of us, because uh, of his gig, uh, no no need for a chef at some places right now. All right, hold on a sec, John. All right, who else do we have playing Koopa Loop? Let's go. Uh, we have Trucker Joe. Trucker Joe, what's going on? I'm big there, uh, Big Ben. Where you at, Trucker Joe? Where are you driving right now? Um, Mississippi right now. All right, and what are you hauling? Uh, um, like. Cabinets stuff from uh, Home Depot. All right, so cabinets like from Home that. Depot. All right, uh, very good. All right, uh, Trucker Joe, Scott Cabinets on. delivered from Home Depot today. There you go. You might They might have at some point been on Trucker Joe's truck. You never know. All right, uh, John in Palm Springs, he's drinking a beer. He's a chef. Uh, who do you want to partner up with, John? Well, I want to partner up with you, buddy. All right, let's do it, good buddy. Uh, hold on a sec, John. And Trucker Joe, who do you want to partner up with, Trucker Joe? I'm, I'm going to roll with Eddie. All right. That's the matchup. What's the game, Coop? Let's get started. All right, started gentlemen. Uh, this is the Jackie Chan edition of Mallard's Mountain of Money. He turned 66 <laughs> years old today. The categories Racist. are as follows. Drunken Master, Who Am I, Rush Hour, and Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, I believe, John, you were on the air first. What category would you like? I'd like Drunken Master. All right. And, uh, Joe, what category are you going to go with? <laughs> Uh, rush hour. Rush hour. All right. So, John and Ben, you guys are up first. Your category is drunken right. master. Remember, we need the first and last name of the athletes. You're going to have 45 seconds to get through the list. Drunken master. All of these athletes had problems with alcohol. Ready? Begin. Yep. All right. Uh, quarterback for the Packers before Aaron Rodgers, John. Oh, God. Wow. That would be uh, uh fuck. Oh, you wow. can't say oh. that, you moron. All right. Hey, uh, hang up, up on him, Coop. Yeah, I can't say that, you dummy. Dump that. All right. Is Josh waiting in the wings? Do we have somebody out of the bullpen here? Uh, they, I mean. I think you forfeit, Ben. Yeah. I, well, the guy cursed, so I know. I mean, there's not much it's, I can do. It's I don't bad know. bad coaching by you. All the other contestants hung up. All right. That's why you don't hang up, because we get a lot of drunks that call the show and can't keep their mouth clean. Ah, it's terrible, man. Ah, what a disappointment. I mean, I, should we first see, of all. Should we, should we see if my guy can get one right to win, to win the game? It's a No, nah, your guy right probably now. hung up, too. Your guy He's probably there. hung up also. He's still there. I don't know. If you want to go ahead and kill a minute, go ahead and yeah, kill a minute. I guess so. So we were doing yeah, Rush Hour, Coop? Rush Hour? Is that the one we're doing? Yeah, go for it. All right. Uh, here you go. Uh, greatest golfer of all time other than Jack Nicklaus? Uh, Tiger Woods. That's right. Uh, star wide receiver for the Saints. Uh, his uncle is a friend of the show. Oh, uh, what's his name? He's got his contract, too. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Ohio State. Uh, pass. All right. A- uh, greatest San Diego Padre of all time? Mr. Padre. 
Yeah. What's his cocaine name? Guy. Um, no, 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 co- no cocaine guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. He's passed on, but uh, you still want to brag, Eddie, about your guy, Eddie? You want to brag about chubby, your guy? Chubby, great hair. Come on, man. Play basketball, San Diego State. No. Uh, um, How's that uh, going, Arizona. Eddie? Oh, my God. Uh, he played basketball at Arizona State? No, San Diego State. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Hey, nothing, Eddie. We wins. win. We win. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me, man. Uh, that was uh, terrible. If only your guy wasn't a potty mouth. I might reuse Jackie Chan. I feel like he didn't get his just. Uh... Yeah. <sighs> Michael's Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was the receiver that you didn't get. And then Tony Gwynn. Come on now. You got to get Tony Gwynn. Does it really matter at this point, Eddie? I mean, come on. I mean, my guy, two seconds in with the easiest one, the 10 point question <laughs> yeah, yeah. Packers quarterback know, before Aaron Rodgers. He come then on. turns into a stumble bum yeah. and yells out the F word. Yeah, if you don't know that one, then you're not going to get any of them. Oh, that was an easy category, too, that we would have run anybody with a pulse and not completely inebriated. We would have run the entire board and would have been yeah. up. No, we uh, seriously, come on. We had the other names in there. We got Barrett Robbins. Barrett Robbins. Yeah, it's easy. A Raider lineman went AWOL to Tijuana before the but, Super Bowl. Yeah, That's we, easy. We remember Boom. the story, but we a lot of people don't remember the name, though. No, they he remember that name. Player. Roberto, you remember the well, name Roberto's Barry Robbins, a Raider right? fan. The, the, the guy couldn't get Brett Favre. I don't think he's going to get Barry Robbins. <laughs> no, that's not. That guy, come on. Listen, I know that guy wouldn't have got it, but come on. Listen, and uh, and Barry Robbins, wasn't he also shot by the police, Barrett Robbins? I think he got tased. I don't know. Maybe he did get shot. Roberto, did I, he get shot? Not all Raider fans are Raiders get shot, man. Come on. <laughs> like, no, I swear. Usual, I guess, huh? I remember, I remember talking about Baron Robbins like he was on his deathbed, like he had been shot by police or something like that. And then I don't remember all the details, but yeah, like he was in bad shape for a while. Um, but anyway, well, there you go. That's uh, the best laid plans of mice men and bloviating overnight talk show hosts. And uh, Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Jeez. I know. Yeah. And the other guy could get like- Mr. Padre, Tony Gwynn. I like the fact that these guys are so comfortable with me that they don't mind just throwing the F-bomb out like we're just like a couple of buddies hanging out and having a good time in the backyard. You know, It's like, come on. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Not talking about a message in a bottle. It is a letter and a video. That's what we're talking about. Not a game. Not a game. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And with a radical plan out there from Major League Baseball, we'll talk more about that coming up in a couple minutes to possibly play some games about a month from now, have real Major League Baseball games, well, kind of, without fans. Now, I would like to have all the teams except for one participate in that there's one team i would like to see not able to play they have to play all their games in front of fans but we'll get to that later i think you can figure out which team but we start with this story nothing is better than a long drawn out goodbye now i worked with a guy in radio for years who uh, i i one of my best friends in radio and we have the same philosophy when it comes to the long drawn out goodbye we believe in making a big entrance and a, and a very quiet exit. Because right? 
you you want people to know you're at an event, but when you leave, you just kind of want to sneak out in the back door so so people are like, hey, where'd that guy go? You know, be the be the person of mystery when you leave a social event. Now, I want to tell you, my wife disagrees. My wife, when we go to a you know, back when we were allowed to you know hang out with other human beings and we go to a social events. My wife, it was like an hour process to say goodbye. So like when we go to, to an event, I would be like, all right, let's, why don't we start saying goodbye now so that way maybe we have a chance like an hour from now of leaving uh, rather than waiting two hours and then saying goodbye. But I bring that up. What am I getting to? Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady agreed to leave New England for Tampa Bay almost a month ago. Believe it or not, time is flying, unless it's not. Uh, but Tom Brady decided to say hasta la vista to New England, and he wants to live in Florida. Fine. It's his prerogative, but it's been three weeks. Why on God's green earth is Tom Brady still staying goodbye to the Patriots? Can anyone explain to me why he is doing this? Now, he is saying bon voyage yet again, arrivederci to the Patriot fans. If you didn't see this, perhaps you missed it. Now, this is more of a video than an audio thing, but there is audio attached to it. So uh, as Warner Wolf would say, uh, we're going to go to the videotape here in a moment. Tom Brady posted a minute-long video tribute to say goodbye to the Patriot fans, and here's how it sounded. No man is more important than a team. Team. The New England Patriots. Team. I'm gonna cry. Team. I'm gonna cry. We gotta enjoy the journey. We gotta enjoy the process. We gotta enjoy the grind. Each and every day. It's really just about the relationships, you know. It's about you know the people that I play for, the people that I play with. I think I came into a great situation here. I think it's been a great coach great owner and great teammates how do you find balance it's to live in the present (laughs) you're talking about tugging at your uh, your heartstrings there i mean that is wow how much do you think he paid for that he had somebody do it right like who like how much do you think that cost tom brady to put that extra syrupy video together. Uh, somebody somebody got paid a decent amount of money to do that. Uh, since you couldn't see this, and this is a an audio format platform, not a video platform, the video does not focus on anything like any of the big records that Tom Brady had. Or, and it's a bunch of highlights that are playing, as you can imagine. And that voice you heard at the beginning where Coop started laughing, uh, that was the voice of Bo Schembechler, the old Michigan. He's a Michigan man, Bo Schembechler, from back in the day. Uh, and he was rattling off his famous uh, quote from back in those years at Michigan, the team, the team, the team. He was like Belichick before Belichick. And then they had the montage of Brady celebrating and uh, all the different Pat teams, uh, Patriot teams throughout the years and all that stuff. Uh, and and that, was, that was the video in a nutshell. And then you have the letter. Now, I think the letter is the more interesting part of this long, drawn-out goodbye because Tom Brady, or should I say someone on the payroll for Tom Brady, wrote a heartfelt letter to the Players' Tribune to sum up his time with the Patriots. Now, Brady intertwined 
uh, his time with the Patriots, how excited he is, though, to go to the Buccaneers. So he was he was trying to appease both people here. He wanted the Patriots, the people that love the Patriots, to to be appreciated, but he also wanted to say how much he's excited to play for the Buccaneers. Let me just tell you, it didn't work, right? It's the letter that I would like to focus on. If you examine this closer, TB12 took several backhanded shots at the Patriots, and you need somebody like me to explain exactly what he was doing. So I will get into this right now. Let's discuss the question. What did you make of Tom Brady's message? The letter, not the video. We played the video. That's one thing. Let's just focus on the letter. I've got the volcano, the jigsaw puzzle, and the subplot. And we will combine all these things together. Now, to lead off with, if Tom Brady was worried about optics, and he's obviously a guy that's worried about optics. Everyone's worried about their how they're perceived. Um, he should have just released the, the video, should have just released the sizzle reel, and called it a day. That one minute, that one minute video, pretty innocuous, right? We played it, you know, it's over the top. Uh, some would say nauseating how um, sentimental and hokey it was, but but that's fine. That's, that's you know, that's okay. To a point. Um, there's not much to attack other than the fact that Brady spent a decent amount of money on that and it wasn't really necessary. It's already been three weeks. And the letter that he posted, though, on this Players Tribune website, which is, I'm amazed it's still around, the Players Tribune, that's a different matter. Like, we are talking about a hornet's nest. And for the untrained eye, this is why you need somebody who's a bloviating blowhard on the radio to explain to you what's going on here. Because to the untrained eye or the untrained ear, it seems pretty benign. That seems pretty benign. But then you start parsing words, and you have a volcano filled with bubbling hot molten lava that is ready to explode. Uh, And I put this under the microscope. I did the full Zabruder film-style coverage of this Tom Brady letter, frame by frame, line by line, word by word. I did the Maller math. In fact, Tom Brady wrote 2,684 words in this particular story on the Players' Tribune. That's 182 sentences, 41 paragraphs from Tom Brady. When you go sentence by sentence, you notice that this is more than just an innocuous letter. There's a lot of meat on the bone. All right. Now, furthermore, to expand on that, let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about here. And I'll give you my evidence. I'll make my pitch, and then you can tell me if I am in cuckoo land or if I have a point. So you got to think of this like a jigsaw puzzle. And you, you take all the pieces, you throw them all over the room, and then you've got to reconnect all the pieces to the jigsaw puzzle. Tom Brady, I'll give you some excerpts here. Tom Brady wrote, in turn, I'm ready to embrace fully a team that is confident in what I do and what I bring and is willing to go on this ride with me. Close quote. Now, he's talking about Tampa Bay. Clearly, the implication is that Tampa Bay believes in Tom Brady and the New England Patriots don't. Right? Take a little shot. That's not a big shot. That's a small shot. But it's still a shot at the Patriots. Another Tom Brady quote near the end of this long manifesto. Quote, When a team gives you the opportunity to do those things with them, well, if not with them, then who, question mark, close quote. Now, this particular line in one of 182 sentences, Tom Brady 
wondered what other team he could possibly pay, play for than the Buccaneers, which is another subtle jab at the New England Patriots. Right? Team giving him an opportunity. The Patriots were not giving Tom Brady an opportunity. But wait, there's more. Every good infomercial at some point says, but wait, there's more. So Tom Brady, another quote all right, from TV 12. Quote, playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is a change, a challenge, an opportunity to lead and collaborate and also to be seen and heard, close quote. All right, it's the last part there, to be seen and heard. Now, this is not a subtle shot at the New England Patriots. This is as subtle as a 2 by 40 or forehead, okay? Uh, Tampa will let Tom Brady be seen and heard. The Patriots obviously wanted him contained. They didn't want Tom Brady to be... Yapping. I know Brady did that weekly radio show in Boston, but he very rarely ever said anything interesting at all. He was, he was like trained. He was programmed uh, with his answers. Uh, Tom Brady also only made one mention in this long letter with two thousand six hundred eighty-four words. There's only one mention of Bill Belichick in all of those words, and it was in reference to the fact that Belichick did not personally call Tom Brady when the Patriots drafted Brady in the sixth round, that it was some assistant coach. And Brady named the guy in this letter that I'm looking at right here. Uh, Most telling is that Tom Brady did not include Bill Belichick individually in the thank you list. Now, in the video, he mentioned coach. He didn't say Belichick's name either. But that last part, if you look at this letter and you parse the letter, uh, Brady said it starts with the entire New England Patriots organization. And Robert Kraft and the entire Kraft family, Brady then said it extends to countless other individuals, he didn't name them, uh, who played such a valuable role in his 20 years as a patriot. So I guess Belichick is included in the countless other individuals category of this particular letter. All right, last thing here. So assuming we have an NFL season, I'm optimistic we will have an NFL season. Believe it or not, things will get back to some sense of normal. We're not going to live like this forever. Uh, Things will get better. And so it is going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out, right? It is going to be the number one subplot to the pigskin season. And while I expected Tom Brady to return to New England, I said that for months, and Brady made me look like a jackass for not going back to the Patriots, it's not like this is the worst possible outcome for New England. Tom Tom Brady's going to be 43 years old at the start of next NFL season if it starts on time. And even if it doesn't start on time, he'll still be 43 years old. He's not in the prime. That's in the rearview mirror. And if you look at players of his age, no one has been able to play at a high level. Tom Brady has not been a high-level quarterback the last couple of years. He's been a middle-of-the-pack quarterback for the last two years. He did have a nice couple of games in the playoffs two years ago for the Patriots, but he didn't play well in the Super Bowl that they played against the Rams, the last one, but they were still able to win. So if you're expecting a first-rate, flawless Tom Brady in Tampa, Well, I have some beachfront property in Lincoln, Nebraska, I would like to sell you, because you're in for a rude awakening. Now, who's going to get the last laugh? Will Tom Brady succeed at this age without the Patriots uniform? The smart money says no. Will he prove that he's not a product of the Patriot way? Uh, Probably not. And, And does Bill Belichick, this is the other thing, 
like the the Belichick dogma uh, of how wonderful Belichick is, does that all go away? It's hard to imagine the Patriots are just going to fall off. They still have the doctrine of Belichick, right? He's still the one that's been evangelizing in the Patriots locker room and all that. So I, I would think the Patriots, I think they'll be about where they were this year, even without Tom Brady. Brady was a mediocre, not mediocre, he was a middle-of-the-pack quarterback this year. And barring some kind of dramatic sea change, I do not believe we're ready to give the eulogy for the New England Patriots that this is the end of the Patriots. But I love the Battle of Eagles. I love the spinning match that is taking place uh, and it, it's behind walls, if you will, with Belichick, who doesn't engage in this very much. But you know behind closed doors, Belichick is like, this is my chance. Right? This is my shot. I can now prove that I can bring any Yahoo and put them at quarterback. And then with my brilliance, with my teachings, right, I can glorify this particular person and turn this into a winning uh, player in the NFL. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll get back to your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, we have a philosophy, and it's an old Hollywood philosophy. The show must go on, right? We're still doing the show. We're a sports radio show. There is no sports that are going on, but we're still doing the show. But one particular NFL player, taking that to the extreme, the show must go on. I'll explain what I mean. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Another breaking overnight news while everyone is slapped. The RMS Titanic has reportedly hit an iceberg (laughs) on its mating from London to New York. Oh, boy. Can I get it right? Yikes. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to help make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost 20 years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So we just did another Maller monologue about Tom Brady. Did you see the story that came out? The Tampa Buccaneers, the Bucs had a code name. For their pursuit of Tom Brady. Did you see this, Eddie? I did not see this, no. All right. What do you think they called it? It refers to an old baseball player. His name huh. is in this. What do you think? Old baseball player. Yeah. Code name. Yeah. Uh, old baseball player. Uh, I, I like the fact that they needed a code name. Like they, uh, like It makes it seem like they're, uh, they're <laughs> up to some espionage scandal or something like that. It's, come on. Cloak and dagger. Uh, the Bambino. The Bambino. Actually, it's around the time Babe Ruth played. Uh, a little, uh, I think they, they might have played. This guy might have played against Babe Ruth. How about that? Um, but it's not Babe Ruth. I, we won't waste much time on this. It, the Buccaneers, according to the reporting, they had a code name for Tom Brady's pursuit. They called it Operation Shoeless Joe Jackson. Hmm. There you go. The great uh, mythical field of dreams. Uh, he was part of that, right? It was um, eight men out, all that. The yeah, Black yeah. Sox. Yeah, he yep. was. All those different uh, different movies. So there you go. The Buccaneers. The uh, code name. What do you think the code name would be for a team pursuing Jameis Winston? You think they'd have a different, like, what what baseball player? Operation they... Turnover. Operation Turnover. There you go. <laughs> uh, who has the record for? Remember that guy Dan Ugla had a bunch of errors a couple of years oh, ago. Oh yeah, he was terrible, man. Operation Ooh. Mendoza. Mendoza, there you go. The Mendoza line. Yeah. Um, speaking of of Jameis Winston, he did something. Did you see what? It, now I'm not talking about the hotline. You had the story last hour, Eddie. Uh, you're reporting that Jameis Winston has started his own coronavirus hotline, and he is answering people's questions and concerns about the coronavirus. But did you see what else Jameis Winston's been up to here? He's a busy man, apparently. Yes, uh, and he did something that many people are not doing right now because of the events that are going on in the world. 
Uh, Jameis Winston revealed, according to the tabloids here, he got married during the quarantine period of the coronavirus. How about that? And, My wife uh, was talking about that. She was like, man, I feel bad for people who are having planned big special events like weddings during all this. Yeah, now, Jameis, for, for you, that wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> no, I, I had the I had a similar wedding to Jameis Winston. I, I went to a deserted beach in Hawaii with my wife. We got married. There was nobody around. It was all, me, her. We had a camera person there, and we had a uh, justice of the peace uh, that was there as well, and that was it, and we got married. But uh, Jameis Winston, his fiance, it was revealed this week that on March 27th, that was, what are we looking at, 15 days after the madness started? Uh, in the world here in the United States, they got married in his backyard, a backyard wedding, and uh, they were the only people there. They obviously had uh, someone who was taking pictures and someone who was there to give the vows, but uh, that was it. So I guess they couldn't wait. Why, why not just – you could get married like at the courthouse. I, I guess you can't get married at the courthouse now, but you could sign some paperwork. I'm sure there's a way you can get married, and then you can just have the ceremony once things get back to normal, right? But uh, he chose not to. All right, uh, we'll take some phone calls here. 877-99 on Fox. Let's go to Chris, who's hanging out in Massachusetts, and he is up next. Hello, Chris. What's going on? Ben, how are you? All right, Chris. How can we help you, bud? What's going on? Good. Awesome. Koopa Loop, Roberto, Eddie, I really appreciate uh, when I drive into work every day, I'm essential at a city hospital in Boston. They consider me, I support uh, nurses and doctors and all that good stuff. A um, couple of things I called in about. First of all, uh, Ben, you said something about when you want to leave somewhere, you know, you leave quietly, you, you, you check out. But I believe in Costanza. You want to leave with the, remember Seinfeld, he's like, thank you, I'm out. You know, you leave with that, right? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. You know, give him that. And then, uh, Ben, I called about, really, about Belichick. I would go with Cam Newton, not Andy Dalton, that they're talking about up here, left and right, up here in Boston, um, left and right. They're talking about Dalton. And then, uh, finally, if I could say, um, about the monologue you had about, you know, the Brady goodbye speech and stuff like that, despite on both sides here. I mean, I'm telling you, one wants to win more than the other, and you know it, and you want to see who will win out? Will Belichick get 10, 11 wins and Brady get six wins? What do you think there? Yeah. Thank well, you. listen, Chris, I mean, first of all, you, yeah, thank you for uh, for working and I appreciate, obviously, you're helping people out much more than we are bloviating on the radio, so thank you for that. But I, I, I would say that the argument against Belichick and Cam Newton would be if you bring Cam Newton and he's a former MVP, and so then people say, wow, you brought a former MVP in. But if... He were to win with Jared Stidham as quarterback and have a successful season with somebody like that or some guy the Patriots draft in a couple of days when the draft comes around on April 23rd, if they draft somebody in the first round or even in the second day of the draft, then that's then you got something. But, I mean, listen, I'm not obviously in the belly of the beast like you are, Chris, but I, I hear the stuff and I read the stuff that comes out of there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like all accounts, Belichick and Brady, uh, that there's no love lost between these guys. And that's good. That's, I like that. I mean, I like some real vitriol. If it is real vitriol, that's a good thing. Let's go to Moving Man Matt, who is next, driving around. Uh, we'll find out where he is. Last we t- last time we talked to him, he was in the New York City area. Hello, Moving Man Matt. Good morning, Ben. Uh, how we doing? I'm, uh, I'm down in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
uh, getting ready to head up across eight mile and then uh, head up to the Twin Cities. Oh, you're going to hang out with any – well, you can't really hang out with anyone. Now. I was going to say, you could. You, we got a bunch of Mallard militia people in the Twin Cities, but you can't meet any of them, Matt. You're, you're sorry. Ixnay on that. I'm actually really disappointed. So I'm going to have all next weekend in Minneapolis. And I don't know if you've ever been to Minneapolis. There are a lot of ballet shops in Minneapolis. Are they still yeah, open, uh, though, Matt? I don't think they're open. No, right? yeah. they're not. Now you got a whole weekend to kill and, and no ballet. What's a guy supposed to do? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe we can ask. You know, I can go fishing somewhere, Matt. You want to go out and do some fishing? Well, it's probably cold enough to still pull a plunge. There you go. You can oh. jump in and go. There, there's a you know, there's more than ten thousand lakes, so you can find one of the lakes, and then you're on your way. They stopped counting at ten thousand. I think there's actually like eleven thousand lakes or something like that in in the state and of Minnesota. Just, just for Roberto, afterwards, I am going to Dance Country after the Twin Cities. Yeah, you got to take a picture. You got to take a picture in front of the Des uh, sign there, the Des country right. sign. Yeah, I'll, I'll find the water tower. All right, now Matt, I want you to know that I I mentioned you in a Maller monologue the other day, and uh, some people were upset. I got some jealous members of the Maller militia that I used you to make a point in a monologue, and they were upset that I used your good name in that monologue. And so I want you to know that that you are upsetting other people in the militia who I will not name right now who contacted me to complain. How about that? That's good. My, my, my purpose is being completed there. There you go. All right, well, be safe there, Matt. Thank you, buddy. All right, so Matt moving around. Uh, we're going to have Sight the Bike coming up in a little bit. We'll take some more of these amazing phone calls. Aren't they amazing? Come on, please. Uh, all right. <laughs> Don't answer that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. And we'll tell you about something from Major League Baseball that is interesting. The league and the Players Union reportedly considering a plan that would allow the season to start as early as May. The plan would have all 30 teams playing games at stadiums with no fans in the greater Phoenix area. They would use the Arizona Diamondbacks Chase Field as well as 10 spring training facilities. Federal officials at the Centers for Disease Control and the National Institute of Health have reportedly been supportive of the plan as long as teams would adhere to strict isolation away from the field. So, Eddie, would the... And we're going to talk more about this. I know this will be a big story still tomorrow. But would the union, play, would the players be able to vote on this? Would there be a vote? Because they could be away from their families for four and a half months, conceivably, right? Yes, the players' union is going to have to agree to this if it's going to happen. All right, so there there could be a vote, and we'll see how the players vote. I, I bet you a lot of big money guys are going to be like, "Screw that! I ain't going to go and do that." Four and a half months living in Goodyear, Arizona. I'm not doing that. We'll see. Yeah, it will be very interesting. A Hall of Famer and Detroit Tigers legend Al Kaline has passed away at the age of 85. He signed with the Tigers out of high school, spent the next 22 years in Detroit. He's the franchise's all-time leader in games played and home runs. NFL News Commissioner Roger Goodell has informed all 32 teams that their facilities will remain closed indefinitely because of the coronavirus and that each franchise will participate in the upcoming NFL draft from their homes in what was called a fully virtual format golf sounds good doesn't it sounds impressive sounds interesting i don't know i don't know about uh, good it sounds interesting that's for sure uh in golf the open championship uh, as was reported last week also known as the british open 
was officially canceled on Monday. Now, the PGA has pushed back its schedule for its three majors, including the Masters, which was slated for this weekend. It is now scheduled for November 12th through the 15th. PGA Championship, normally in May, is now going to be in August, and the U.S. Open, set for June, has been moved to mid-September. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so getting a quote at GEICO.com, easy. Now back to Ben Maller in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Ah, you had to pause there, Eddie. So you were like, I don't know. What do I say here? It's that time of the morning, right? You're like, what's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. It was a dramatic pause. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. All right. That's Ben Maller's show as we press on in the NFL draft. I know we'll talk more about the NFL draft tomorrow because, hey, what else we got to talk about here? Uh, but one of the interesting things about the draft is it's going to be like Unlike anything, guys are going to be at home. Teams are going to be represented at their houses, and uh, that's the plan, I guess, as I understand it. They they were talking about having teams at certain locations, but they, now the plan is to do this all virtually, have people connected. Uh, it's going to be a, a technical masterpiece if they're able to pull it off. This is likely going to lead to a tremendous uh, disaster in the making. But I, I, I bring this up because we're going to see things that we've never seen before. For example, John Harbaugh. Friend of sports with Coleman, the Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, uh, he he announced that he lives within walking distance of the Ravens GM, this guy Eric DeCosta. And so Harbaugh told the media in Baltimore that he said that they will plan for the draft together, like the day of the draft, that he is going to go walking in the woods, that the Ravens coach and the GM there will be out walking in the woods around Maryland as they plan their strategy, and uh, he said there's a bunch of woods that, that are right behind where these guys live, and so uh, they'll go out there, and he was joking around about getting lost in the woods. What if they get attacked by like some kind of wild animal out there, uh, some kind of varmint out in the woods, and then the Ravens have to they have to have somebody else make the pick because Harbaugh's not available because he got attacked by a, some kind of rodent, something like that. All right, we're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's go to Big Daddy, who's hanging out in Memphis. What's going on, Big Daddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Just calling in. I ain't got a little work going on. Stocking these sales. Yeah, how, how are the stories yeah. in Memphis? Paint the picture there. Are people going crazy like everywhere else there? Is, it, is there toilet paper? Man, is there other stuff? They buy tissue galore around here, man. You can't get a piece of tissue around here, man. It just exactly. don't make no sense. Tissue and paper towel. That's what they get. Yeah. Isn't it odd? Now, my th- Everyone all over the country is doing the same thing. It's not like it's not just like certain pockets of the country. Like everywhere, people are hoarding toilet paper. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating study on human nature. And the killing part about it, most of the people that are getting sick, it ain't saying nothing about the diarrhea. They they getting it because they say it's called diarrhea. But these folks buying tissue left and right, man. What they going to do when they get the stimulus check? Because <laughs> yeah. they going to the store. They ain't going to have nothing else to buy when they get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would advise. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you should buy some food, I would think, uh, rather than toilet paper. You know, it's just hey, me, guess, guess, guess where I'm at, Ben? What's that? I'm I'm down the street from every special house working at Kroger. That's where I'm at. Oh, is that right? Is that right? Yeah, you know, Kroger's got a street. Every fresh Boulevard is, uh, you know, it's uh, known to take you all the way to Mississippi. Every fresh house right down the street, man. 
Is that right? All right. Mm-hmm. And, and are you guys working? Are you working more, Big Daddy? Or I mean, because I, I some we got a lot of guys that work at grocery stores. Uh, I'm I'm working. All we got to do, uh, they they you know put your mask on. I got to keep keep that mask on because these these customers coming in, ain't no telling what they got. <laughs> you know, half of them one one taking care of themselves before the corona hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> I hear you. I like you, Big Dad. That's good, man. I, that's you. I, I like uh, you. Got a lot of a lot of chutzpah. I like that about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cowboy fan, baby. I'll be calling back. All right. Well, I'll give you. You know, what? I'm gonna give you a golden ticket, Big Daddy. You're out there working, stocking those shelves. I'll give you a golden ticket, buddy. Appreciate you. I right, golden ticket, baby. All right. Uh, thank you, Big Daddy. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. <sighs> hey, uh, this portion of the show and our hotline, this portion of the Ben Maller Show and our hotline, the, the, the inside line, is brought to you by Discover. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year getting their cash back matched. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match uh let's keep it going on the phones let's go to uh, julian who used to be an uber driver but it's not a lot of uber drivers needed right now so he's doing some other stuff what's going on julian and uh thanks for taking my call no um i just got a couple real short rides at the beginning of my shift but i went over to my uh uh postmates app and it got really busy um it gets really busy right after midnight with the alcohol consumption before then it's all about dinner but after that it's all about booze man yeah and and what's the number one piece of uh, what kind of alcohol are most people looking for in the overnight what are they looking for the other night i went to a, a a mom and pop liquor store and i delivered two 12 cases of uh heineken and uh, I, it was up in the Hollywood Hills, and I went up there, and it was like a regular party, man. It was they were just having a good old time. No masks, lots of mini skirts, and just having a good time. Well, what could possibly go wrong? This is, I, I wonder if my dad was at that party because my dad still goes out every day and goes to the store, so he's not following uh, the guidelines. And I yell at him every day, and I, I think he does it just so I'll yell at him. I'm convinced of that. <laughs> Uh, one other thing, I actually like the marble racing, but you have to choose a couple of marbles to root for if you're going to enjoy it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I picked one before, but I noticed it seems like some of the lighter color marbles, some of the brighter color marbles do better. Um not sure why that is. And I, maybe I'm wrong on that, but uh, it's I've only watched uh, – I've watched like maybe six or seven of them, so I've watched – a decent amount. They and it blind seems... the other marbles. What's that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other marbles don't have their sunglasses on. That's right. All right, Julian, yeah, stay safe out there, man. Stay away from those crazy people having parties in the Hollywood Hills. That's wonderful that they're still having parties. There. I'm glad. You got it. Take care, All right, man. All right, man. There you go. There's uh, Julian delivering booze around L.A. It's uh, wonderful that our friends are having a good old time. It's great. All right. Uh, we will press on. Uh, actually, why don't we get to, uh, we have uh, Cowboy. All right, let's do a quick Cowboys corner, and then we were, we're going to have the always popular site to bite. Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. He is practicing social distancing. Hello, Cowboy John Brad. Hello, Bob Ben. I'm dedicating this phone call memory of my uh, high school bud and uh, 
a guitar god, uh, Rob Bourne, who passed away from a heart attack uh, 13 years ago today at 52. And uh, rest in peace, Mr. Who? Tiger Al Kaline. And uh, James uh, Buster Douglas is 60 Who? today. And uh, James Bone Crusher Smith was 67 uh, last Friday. And uh, the uh, speak to people tomorrow. Bucks and Blondes will buy. My lover balls. Hey, where are the white women at? Again, Cowboy knows the clock better than me. He knows. He only had limited time there. He had to get it in. We are going to have Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery Sight the Bite, and we need some contestants, eight callers. That's it. Eight people get to play the game, and if you get it right, we'll give you a golden ticket just like we gave Big Daddy there stocking those shelves in Memphis. Sight the Bite. We'll get to it. We'll do it next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Everyday sports radio listeners and super fans in the Maller Militia can not only hear this program live from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern, but also 24-7 on demand via the podcast. Tell your family and friends about this sports talk revolution. Subscribe to the Ben Maller Show podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It's risk-free and helps keep the lights on. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. It's time now to... Sight the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you try to tell us who's doing the talking. And it is time now for Sight the Bite. Every week at roughly this time, we play, it's an audio game. We play a sound bite, and you have to figure out who it is. Now, we're not going to tell you who it is before we play the soundbite, and then we'll give you some clues along the way after every two incorrect guesses. If you get this right, you will win yourself a golden ticket. That is the cheat code that gets you right to the front of the line, and you can sneak one of those into your back pocket if you are able to win this edition of Sight the Bite. Listen very closely. Now, typically we play a soundbite from the last seven to ten days because there's all kinds of games going on, but it's still a recent soundbite. Let's listen closely. A little bit. 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 All right, so who is that voice? Might have been here on Fox Sports Radio, been somewhere else, an interview somewhere this person did. Will anyone get it right? I will say, uh, let's see here. I think I've done about almost four hours of radio and only about, I think I've done five good minutes of radio in the overnight. So I'll go five. Eddie. Justin in Cincinnati. All right. And Roberto. <laughs> uh, number five, numero cinco. All right. And Kubaloo. Caller number five. Caller five. Interesting that uh, you would pick caller five. All right. Well, very good. Let's welcome in our first contestant on this edition of Sight the Bite. And we have, who do we have? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's say hello to Dan in the Valley of the Sun. Hello, Dan. Ben, uh, I'm sure they want to play their games out here for uh, baseball in 115 freaking degrees, you know? That's a good point. I forgot about that. It's getting, it's going to be oppressively hot soon in the Valley of the Sun. I forgot about that. That's a good point. And those are all outdoor stadiums other than the Diamondback Stadium. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, just Chase Field is the only one. Yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Good point. Anyways, Bill, our, Uh-oh. my guess is uh, former Arizona State All-American Phil Mickelson. Oh, Phil Mickelson. Is it the lefty? No. All right. Thank you, Dan. Well, that's not – I thought you were going to go like Thunder Dan again or somebody like that, but you, Phil Mickelson, you threw a curveball. 
I don't associate him with uh, with Arizona State, but there you go. All right, uh, caller number two on this edition of Sight the Bite. Let's go to Tim in Cincinnati. Tim, a golden ticket is yours if you can get it right. Who is this mystery voice? Uh, I don't know. Is that, is, do I get a hint or anything? Well, no. See, the bit the bit what? is you you don't get a hint until after the second incorrect guess, but you're you're the second caller, so just throw a name out there. You might get it right. Somebody from the world of sports, obviously. A little bit. Th- throw it out. Uh, oh, come on, Tim. Me. We're not saving the world. We're doing a <laughs> dumb game show on a radio. <laughs> All right. Blow him up. All right. Uh, let's try Midnight. Actually, let me give a clue now. And then we will bring in Midnight Mark, who will be caller three in his high school Oklahoma two-way state championship. He had three touchdowns, a 47-yard field goal, and an interception. This particular person, a uh, Midnight bit. Mark, in the Motor City. A uh, little bit. It it sounds exactly like Jim Thorpe. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that Jim Thorpe? No, it's not Jim Thorpe. All right, tremendous guest, though, Midnight Mark, really on the pulse of the people. All right, let's see who is next. Uh, let's go to Cowboy, uh, Cowboy John Brad. Is caller number four. He's called back. Hello, Cowboy John Brad. Oh, hi, Ben. Is it former Detroit Tigers reliever John Hiller will be 77 tomorrow? Who? John Hiller. Who? John Hiller. Is it John? Yes. No, it's not John Hiller. All right, Throw me up, thank Rocky, you, Cowboy. Roberto. that you snuck that in. Time for another clue. This person earned the nickname The Natural at Texas Tech. Caller five is Justin in Cincinnati. Justin. I Patrick Mahomes, I don't know. Suck it. Pa- oh, my God. He didn't get it right. No, it's not Patrick Mahomes. All right. Let's go to uh, let's Must see be the here. coronavirus. Uh, Jared in Kansas City. Jared. Is that Michael Crabtree? Mike, is it Michael Crab? No, it is not Michael Crabtree. Uh, this person was was signed as an undrafted free agent with the Chargers. Oh boy, Angry Bill. It's none other than. No, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Roberto. No, it's Wes Welker. Got a murder. Got to go. It was Wes Welker. Wes Welker. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. 
Zen Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.